What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, Roy and I are here. Uh, Roy, what's up? Happy Sunday morning. Um, we thought this would be a good thing to do because Roy and I always we've done like four or five safety videos, and here's like the epitome of gig work safety issue in my mind. I mean, like we are seeing it literally play out, and oddly, it involves a YouTube prankster. And I think everybody knows what we're talking about. Um, before we jump in real quick, I want to know uh, two things, Roy. Have you ever seen these? Or, I mean, why? First of all, why can you drive around golf carts on streets with roads? I've never understood this. And then why is there a city clamp on it? Oh, maybe that's, that's probably why. <laughs> that, that is kind of corny, but yeah. But maybe people do it why. around my neighborhood all the time. And it makes, I guess my question is, it makes me concerned because they're not insured in a golf cart. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, what happens if, I mean, you come around the corner, I hit them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. I mean, like, even the cops will just pass them. Like, they don't care that they're out there doing it. I'm like, that's not a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> cops don't care to do much of anything anymore. So. But you guys, we'll start off. I got two videos that we'll go through. Let me, let me quickly just touch on the points I had that I wanted to cover with uh, Roy today was that, okay, so. Um, we know what the, what the findings were and you guys will see it in the first video. We know that he got acquitted. Um, you'll see the whole thing play out in case you're like going, where, what are they talking about? Um, but, um, yes, he 100% has the right to defend himself. Um, the, you know, unless you're in his shoes, you don't know the actual level of threat. We'll, we'll talk about all these things. You know, the prankster had only his phone, no weapon, confirmed by the police. You know, Dasher was taken down by like four police officers within like a minute and something. And well, if all these police were there, that's another weird thing. And again, guys, I'm not passing judgment. Unless I'm in his place, I don't know what really happened. Um, the prankster is already making more videos. The mother of the prankster is going to kind of, I don't know, she at least threw me off a little bit with her just no remorse and uh and then i saw a video the second video we have shows the father and that kind of shed some light too I don't, this whole thing is just a mess and the comments that came out from the other one were a mess so please as we go here guys ask questions put your opinions in there i want to see we want to see them all so um but here's the first video uh, there one's two minutes, one's two and a half. So. so right now we're getting a look at newly unsealed video in the case of a Northern Virginia DoorDash driver who shot a prank YouTuber at Dulles Town Center. So the man who opened fire was acquitted on the most serious charges last week, a jury siding with his argument of self-defense. And now for the first time, we're seeing the brief encounter that led up to those shots being fired at the mall. Just 20 seconds, 20 seconds from the moment YouTube prankster Tanner Cook first approached Alan Coley and the moment Coley shot Cook in the stomach. 
This was the key piece of evidence in the case that jurors considered when acquitting Coley of the most serious charges of malicious wounding. The full five-minute video shows Tanner Cook scoping out victims of his prank, playing odd and explicit messages on his phone. He then approaches Alan Coley, who was picking up a food delivery for his job with DoorDash. Coley tells Cook to stop several times and threatens to call police. Then a huge escalation, and in just 20 seconds, he pulls a handgun out of his pocket and shoots Cook in the stomach. Cook, who has since recovered, reacting to our Matthew Torres about the not guilty verdicts last Thursday. How disappointed are you about this? I really don't care. I mean, it is what it is. It's God's plan at the end of the day. So You know, we respect what the jury says, um, and my family and I are just grateful and thankful that I have my son here and nothing else matters right now. That was the first time I seen the video. Um, no mom wants to see their son be shot by a complete stranger in an occupied place. It was very shocking and um, very heart-wrenching. Tanner Cook also telling WUSA 9 this incident won't stop him from making more YouTube videos. Opinion about his content on YouTube. Do you agree with it? I support Tanner in whatever he decides to do, and I'm going to continue supporting him. Now, the jury did find Coley guilty of a charge related to firing the gun in the mall, but that particular verdict was set aside and is going to be reevaluated since he was acquitted on the other charges. All right. So, I mean, you've seen it already, but what, what's your take, Roy? I mean, I, I, even on the, I mean, the, every I've watched it so many times. It, it's like the way he's carrying the food. He He carried a hot bag, but he didn't put the food in it. You know, and then as he's well, walking away, he's just kind of carrying it on top. It's like he was like ready for it almost the way he was well, walking I think, away. I think I think it was more of a distraction. He probably didn't, you know, the guy was like right on his you know, right on his rear end from the start, like all up in his face. And it didn't even look like he had time to put the food in a hot bag or do anything before the guy just started getting on his case, you know, and getting in his face and doing stuff like that. Um, and like I said, how far does it have to escalate before you take action on somebody like that. He obviously didn't take no, no, no. The guy, you know, swung at him, said, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, how far does it have to go? Um, you, you know, they said, oh, well, he didn't have no weapons, but you don't know that at the time. You don't know what he has on you. You don't know what his intent is, you know? And so. At and, that there, point, and, and he had a buddy with him. Yeah. And he had a friend. I mean, for whatever so, that was worth. Yeah, exactly. And so at that point, you have to decide when, when do I need to stop the issue? Whether, and, and like I say, who knows the threat? We all take right. threats differently. He's a little guy. This is a big, tall-ass kid. Or man, I should say, I won't even say kid. He's a fucking grown man acting stupid. And, mm -hmm. you know, he was towering over that kid. Or, you know, he was oh, towering yeah. over that kid. And so the kid made the decision, hey, I'm going to stop it now before it escalates any worse. And he obviously, people, you know, 12 of, 12 of his peers said not guilty. So, and that's the most important part, you know. You know, you have the right oh, to yeah. defend yourself. Dude, I mean, I mean, I think the I think the guy's uh six three. Yeah. And I don't know how shorter the other guy was, but yeah, yeah but that, you can know that, 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 that Yeah, that he was noticeably shorter. And so yeah. when you got some big guy towering over you, shoving shit in your face, you don't know, like I said, how far is it gonna escalate. It's gonna wait till you get to the stairs and you fall because you're too still worried about this guy all up in your face and doing stupid stuff and then you hurt yourself severely. It's like, no, you know, you got what you deserved. In my opinion, he got what he deserved. And uh, apparently he hasn't learned his lesson. And even looking at his mom, his, you could tell it by his mom's face, like, he's an idiot. And he got what he did. I could almost read his mom as, well, that's what he got for being stupid. And I'll still support him. And maybe next time she'll be supporting a funeral. 
you know, because it'll be somebody that'll be a lot better shot and there won't be, you know, he won't be able to make no more videos. So. I, I was, I'm glad you said the mom thing because I was shocked that the mom was like, when they said like, well, what do you feel? You know, what about him moving forward and do Well, you know, I'll support Tanner no matter what he does. Yeah, no shit. You're going to be supporting me your, your whole life because yeah. <laughs> this guy's going to yeah. be a knucklehead. I mean, he's going, yeah. I mean, he learned you know? and literally got, sh- he, he got, he got shot in the gut and he's already out back up doing this again. This was just months ago. So yeah. I'll get it out of the way, you guys, to anybody who saw the other pieces. Dashing Trader said the, the first mistake that was made was that he took an order in a mall. So let's just get that out of the way. That was not the that was not the fall. I did notice that somebody else in the comments pointed out something I missed, which is it was a Popeyes too, um, which is like another. That could have been why the kid was on edge too. You know, he's picking up those three dollar and fifty cent orders from a mall. I, you know, he's probably not in a good mood as it is. So, so the main let's see, let's see who's in the chat so far, and then uh, and then we'll watch this other video and go through a couple things because I'm. I'm just I'm disturbed by it. I'm torn. I get where his rights lie. I just I mean, Roy, like you and I know this, but we didn't dude. If I ever went to a mall in like the 80s, <laughs> like that didn't happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, not even dude, if you went outside if you wanted to fight, <laughs> you know, it's like you wouldn't even do that in the mall. You had enough respect yeah. to go, let's go outside. Yeah, but then you didn't have to deal with these ignorant ass people thinking, uh, you know, I can prank people whenever I want and I can get up and all up in their business and act like an idiot and not expect consequences. We didn't have to deal with that. People minded their business. They acted like normal human beings. Now everybody's just, everybody thinks it's funny. Everything is funny until something like this happens. Even the kid hasn't learned a lesson. He he didn't care, obviously. Oh, not at all. What's up, Ken? Good morning. What's up, Damian Blaze? As long as you're not breaking the law and have something to back it up with, riding one of those, you're fine. Um, high flower. Uh-huh. And and that's another thing people have to fucking realize is that a lot of more of these states, because of the current situation with the rioting and the attacking people, that stand your ground laws are becoming more and more popular in a lot of states. And, yeah. you know, people need to understand that when they do this kind of stuff that, you know, people, like I said, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'3", fucking two, uh, 290. So, yeah, something like that, I would just socked him in his mouth and it probably would have been a done deal. But, you know, other people look at it differently, you know. Yeah. Because, because who is to say that at least this was deemed as a self-defense, you know, you swinging on him, that might be looked at by people as you're provoking it and you're causing a fight in public, you know, so... There's a lot of different ways. He also got a good jury, though. I'll give him that. He got he got twelve. Yeah, and 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 we're gonna get to a text after I say after we get through this initial chat thing. I'm we're gonna get to a text that um, an old friend of mine who's played all the legal roles in the state of Nevada. He's currently in Reno. He might even be watching the stream because I told him we'd be doing this. But he sent me a text about that we'll that we'll look through because it's kind of interesting, but um let's see what's up hey nick how are you doing hey, nick, what's, up? what's up derek and uh guns don't hurt people or kill people or don't hurt or kill people stupid people with guns too <laughs> okay <clears throat> when you pull out a gun make sure it's yeah of course 
I mean, I also, I mean, you better be trained and stuff too. Don't, I don't know. You know, like, <laughs> don't be getting a gun and then just taking it to the mall. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, what's up, Nick? Um, <laughs> oh, you got dual screen. Okay. I've got both of us open. I got it streaming on mine as well. So. <laughs> Hey Deborah, how are you? And uh, let's see, we were given gun rights to protect us from big government as well as hunting for food and defending our family homes. Okay, hunting for food was never uh, a part of the Second Amendment. So we, can, we can remove that. First. It was for self-protection and the protection against tyranny of government, and nothing to do with hunting for food or none of that. Yeah, because we were trapping. We had arrows. Yeah. We, there were other yeah, ways. Exactly. Fishing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that, um, that, right, that right was specifically given for the reason it states in the Constitution. So. When we fought, we didn't announce it. We fought when we had to, had to and sent a message to others. Talk is cheap, and you better have something to back it up. Sensei, I'm six four two. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I've seen Sensei in person, and he's not even close to six four. So. We won't tell his actual true height, but yeah, just, we'll keep that secret. He was lucky he didn't die. Uh, of course, he was. I mean, point blank range, and. That was like, by the way, if you guys didn't notice, that was like a like an old twenties gangster shot style. Like, yeah, you know, he, like he no him. aim, no, no, no. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, whip it out quick and pop him in the gut. But yeah, like that's said, what yeah. that's what was weird to me too. See, I got it. This is part of what I wanted to ask you, Roy. Too, did you not find? I mean, look, I'm not. This isn't even questioning what he did, but when he's walking away, and he's like he's already getting away from the guy at this point as i can tell like he's kind of done the and he could just walk but instead as he's walking away he's like boom like i don't know normally somebody takes a stance or well well that that, that's the thing with stand your ground you don't have you don't have to retreat that's the whole point of stand your ground you're not required to retreat some states he would have to walk away he would have to try to escape from the situation and the way the, he just turned and shot him and got him off his back, you know, and this happened to be the way he was standing that he pulled it out and shot him the way he did, you know, and it yep. goes to show, and that could be one of the reasons also it was self-defense because the way he turned, the way he was actually trying to get away when he pulled it out and shot him shows that he was trying to retreat from the situation. And yet the kid continued to follow him and get on him and get close. And so like that, so that might have helped with this whole self-defense that, hey, I was trying to escape. You saw I was turning to walk away and he continued. And so that's when I pulled out my gun and shot him. So, you know, that yeah. probably helped the case actually a little bit. <laughs> hey, what's up, Trout? What's up, Trout? <laughs> I'm six foot two on <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> Um, by the way, Sensei, I have you beat. I had a, I put a banner up because or I pulled one today because I was in. You guys know Matt and Hector, right? 
um hector's always in roy's and everybody's lives and you guys might know matt matt was doing a live stream this morning and hector threw up the comment of the week for me um it's perfect and it here's here's matt streaming on the left and hector's comment is matt looks like he's about to do a drug bust at the marriott (laughs) i don't know what it is but adding that little marriott tidbit um but yeah so uh so this so the same thing we were talking about with the stand your ground states you know um you know this is this by the way this is from a lawyer um who's been a magistrate who's been a judge and now works for the county water commission up in reno so he knows nevada too but um so he's saying that wouldn't qualify as self-defense in nevada I don't know, like you said, it's Nevada is stand your ground, but so let's, but, but then he's talking about stand your ground, but in stand your grounds, it might, I'm not sure where this was. Um, but yeah, I may have punched the guy. Okay. So I told him it was Dulles, Virginia. Um, and he said, maybe the jury was, uh, was so annoyed with the YouTube guy that they figured he deserved it. And that's why he was acquitted. And then he says, juries often do weird things. Uh, comment off here yeah so um so then i said to him you know hey under the freedom of information act can't i get a transcript of this and he confirmed to me yes and so by the way guys because i don't know about you guys i am like super intrigued to read the transcript from that jury trial i want to i mean not that i doubt him i just want to know what had these jurors go yeah no doubt about it yeah, and see, that's the problem nowadays, too. It's, even if you do protect yourself self, in a self-defense defense situation, because of this woke jur- this woke uh, criminal system we currently live in, they'll try to get you for anything. They, they don't care about your rights as an individual anymore. They see, oh, this looks like a high-profile case. I'll ju- even though it's a clear-cut case that, hey, I was protecting myself, whatever. And so now you're, you're going to have to go through all that money, to go through a trial and get lawyers and stuff like that. me personally, if I was a kid that shot him, that kid would be paying my lawyer fees because that's ridiculous yeah. because, you know, and that's unfortunately our woke justice system right now, they're willing to throw, even though you're in the right, you still got to prove that you're in the right. And that's, that's getting to be ridiculous too. And people are getting fed up with it, you know, and that's the problem, you know? So you guys, here's the other video that surfaced about a week ago because now it's talking, and I think it's mentioned in this one where they're saying that they want the the one of the four charges he was d- acquitted on three, the one was that he got charged on was um, firing a weapon in in public or <clears throat> discharging a weapon, and they're and trying to get another- that thrown out. And that's another thing. They, they try to throw so many charges at you that they hope that one sticks, even though it's ridiculous that he pulled out his gun in self-defense and shot. He was acquitted for that. But yet you found him guilty. That's where the jury is kind of retarded, in my in my opinion. It's like, OK, you acquitted him of pulling his gun out and using it in a self-defense situation. But then yet you said he's guilty for firing in a building. Like, what did they expect? Like, did they expect him to walk outside first and then shoot him or you know what I'm saying? So in that respect, I think the jury is kind of stupid. So maybe they just felt like they had to convict him for something because in the court of popular opinion, they would look bad if, 
oh, people just took vigilantes in their hands and just shot somebody to shoot somebody, you know? So to me, maybe the jury just thought they had to convict him of something. And this was probably the one charge that will get overturned. It will get overturned for sure. He ain't going to face anything on that. You, you can guarantee that. But it's like they'll so, throw so many charges just in hopes one sticks, you know? And I, and I get that, dude. But, I mean, you kind of hit on something. So don't doesn't that kind of give, uh, again, the guy had the right. But doesn't that almost because we've all with all the time talked about safety for gig workers. This is the 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 tippy top tower of it. And don't you think others might see that and think, oh, you can do that? <laughs> well, that's that's like I said, that, that goes to based on your 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 first of all, your laws. You got to know what your laws is. When, yeah. First of all, the way he was carrying that gun just in his pocket, he needs to be slapped for that. No holster. He just pulled it out of his coat pocket. And right. It's not that secure. Right there is, yeah. that, that right there is ignorant in his first place. But he, at least he had something to protect himself, which is good. I We recommend all the time, we recommend on all of our videos, carry something to protect yourself. Does it mean that anybody can do that? No. There are extenuating circumstances, which, you know. And if you've missed Roy and I talking about that, ha also have a plan. If you're doing rideshare, have a plan. Like if somebody put a gun to your back of your head and you're driving on the highway, what are you going to do? Because if you think, about, it's like muscle memory. If you think about it a few times, it might not be what I would do, but if you think about it a few times, if it happens, you might react a little bit better because almost all the time, if you just do what they say, it's not going to turn out yeah. real well for you. Yeah, when it comes to self-defense shootings, that, that that's the biggest mindset you have to have is that if I pull it, I got to use it type situation. Most times you pull your gun, you're not going to need it because the situation's going to stop. But in this particular case, pulling it, he, the, the guy had already decided, hey, this guy's freaking me out. I don't know what he's going to do. And he already decided to pull that trigger. So, So yeah. there was a little part of me that um was thinking you know what may you know did that i mean just like you said like he didn't have it holstered it was just kind of like in his was he going in, in there potentially to do a mall shooting and then this actually saved doing a mass shooting no i don't i don't like this I, asshole I don't gets so. in his way i don't think like, so because because <laughs> what it looked like it looked like he had a revolver it looked like a revolver to me i didn't get a close look but it looked like a revolver like a small like yeah. revolver and uh, yeah, you ain't doing no mass shootings with that. Well, I mean, and second, and second of all, you wouldn't be going to pick up fucking order from fucking Popeye before you decide <laughs> to kill everybody at the mall. Yeah, that's not that. Well, maybe no, it's so. his last dash, and it's going to be his dinner, and he's just going to steal. <laughs> or, or it could be depending on where he's at. You said well, Virginia by D.C. We know that crime yes. rate in those those particular areas are fucking huge, and you know. You get some gangster-looking kid walking up with you with his hat sideways. Doing, you know, but, he, but Northern he Virginia, know. this was in Northern Virginia, Dulles. And that's very, all of that stuff intertwines real close. The District of Columbia, you can get to Baltimore, New York, like all within an hour. And like Dulles is, is really close. It's like a half hour away. So, but up there, they have strict gun laws. In fact, they're not, this isn't normally okay. But here's the other video, and and you're again, guys. Watch, also watch the mom. Watch, and then we'll get back to the chat and see your comments too. But um, watch the mom. Watch the dad who comes into play in this one because, first of all, I want to point this out before you watch it because I've watched it a couple times. When you see the dad come on, why is he? 
this happened in April. He had the surgeries. He got out. He's already making videos again. His mom went to all the court cases. His dad was not present for any of this. And now his dad, a week ago, is 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 making a stance. And so, okay. Tonight, Fox 5 has obtained never-before-seen footage of a YouTube prank that ended with a shooting. A Loudoun County jury found Alan Coley not guilty of the most serious charge connected to the shooting at Dallas Town Center. David Kaplan's working this one tonight. You got your hands on the video. What happened here? Yeah, Jim, Tanner Cook's YouTube page has nearly 56,000 followers. Most videos show Cook going to public places and doing some sort of prank that people typically have negative reactions to. We're going to walk you through this video without audio first, then we'll play the whole thing for you. On April 2nd at Dulles Town Center, Cook was being filmed as part of his YouTube page as he walked up to Kali, who was picking up a food delivery. On Cook's phone, he had an automated voice play a vulgar message that was repeated multiple times to Kali, who tells him to get away or he'll call the police, is what it appears to say in the video. Kali tries walking away. Cook appears to follow. Then the lone shot rings out. Here's the full video. Kali did have a concealed carry permit. Cook has recovered. Kali was found guilty of discharging a firearm in a public place. Again, not guilty on some of the wounding-related charges. His attorneys, Kali, is getting a hearing next month, arguing that the verdict should be thrown out on the discharge in public since it was self-defense. Today, the Loudoun County Commonwealth's attorney says the force used by Kali, they believe, did not match, match the threat he faced. Cook's father, Jeremy, agreed with that, but disagreed with some parts of how the Commonwealth's attorney prosecuted its case. Where's the line where it became a life-threatening situation where he had to use deadly force? If you see that line that was crossed, then you can think like that. But if you watch the video, at no point do you go, oh, there's where it became a physical point where this guy had to defend himself. That, that, that never happened. tonight to get their perspective. They told me this was a difficult case. One juror told me that uh, he did believe that Cook was a threat Kali, uh, to Kali, specifically pointing to Cook's size relative to Kali and the fact that Cook wasn't speaking and kept following him and that Cook had an expressionless face. The jury originally told the judge they were deadlocked. Then they came back with the verdict a short time later when they handed down that verdict yesterday. What was the jury thinking in the room? What changed their mind? I have the one juror's perspective. We'll have that at 6.30 as we continue our coverage. Jim, Jacqueline. All right, David. Thank so how about that dad? <laughs> yeah, well, well, one, that shows the ignorance of his the, the dad. First of all, you should have taught your kids some fucking respect. Oh, excuse my language. Damn, I forgot. You, you should have taught his kid re to respect other people's and respect people's boundaries and not act like an idiot out in public and do stuff like that. Second of all, like I said earlier, who what what do you mean draw the line like what what why do why do people why do people feel that the line has to be this clear drawn line or it has to be oh my god now i'm falling down the stairs let me shoot him or i have to wait for him to pull out his weapon before i defend myself this whole well 
It has to, it, it met every criteria. You got a bigger guy. He's coming at you. You don't know. Well, actually there's two of them coming at you. Um, you, you know, you don't know what their intentions are. They just keep shoving this thing in your face, distracting you. Who knows? Maybe they were going to try to rob you for the food. Who knows what they're trying to do? So at what point, like I said, do you have to feel that? Oh my God, it's, you don't know his intentions. And that's, yeah. and that's the thing, you know? So, and the, and the dad saying the dad talking yeah. about the line too drew me, yeah. threw me off the, off, like totally off yeah. because I'm like, dude, your son's youtube channel is about just abusing all kinds of lines yeah crossing all kinds i mean all he does is he's he line crosses all day Mm -hmm. everything he does that's all he does for a living yeah he's a habitual line crosser (laughs) uh... right i mean honestly dude i mean to be honest like i I was just i mean it's like that dad I, i I don't know. And he pops up out of nowhere. But so Ken says, I wonder if the defendant is still allowed to carry a gun. I don't see why. And, the answer, and the answer will be yes. If, if, if this other charge gets dropped, because I think it's a felony charge because he faces like five years in prison for it. If it's uh, yeah, if he gets that gets dropped. Yes. Then he's acquitted of everything. It doesn't take away his Second Amendment rights. Yeah. Since he says take a. Uh... You only take a, a stance if you're in a standoff. Turn and turn and sh- turn and shoot is a defense defensive action. Okay, I'm learning about this too, guys. I'm I'm just trying to take it in all this, and I know each state's laws are different too. I mean, yeah. So, but I'm just I'm just trying to take all this in because I just find this very 2023. <laughs> and, and 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 all of it really does based on the court system. What it, what kind of DA do you have? What kind of where do you live? Like, you know, California is so sissified that they would have convicted that kid in a heartbeat. We know oh, that. Yeah. And by the way, he, oh, he yeah. does look like, he does look like Bud Soda. Um, but I've, that kid I was going to say, like I was going to say something though, in Bud Soda's defense, I've met Bud Soda in person. <laughs> yeah, right. Bud Soda's like but, six too. But yeah, it really depends. And so. where you, what state you're in and what, how sissified your, you know, your state has become, you know, he could have done that in, like Seattle, or they would convict him in a heartbeat just because everybody's scared of guns and they want the kumbaya situation, you know? So to me, it sounds like he got a good jury that understood what the deal was. And you know why I think that jury did what they did is because of that particular area, DC, they see the crime. They see all that. They see where people are just being walked up to at a gas station and being robbed for no reason. They see that stuff. So they probably in the back of their mind say, hey, that could have been me at the gas station with some guy walking up to me trying to rob me or something. So I see where the kid's mindset was because they're all standing on eggshells because your city ain't taking care of your crime issue. And that could happen to anybody. You don't know. You don't know. So I mean, District District of Columbia this year to date, 5,000 plus carjackings, two of which were House of Representative members. Yeah. I mean, it's so that's just... probably what that. So I, that's probably where the jury is coming from. They're looking at it in the situation that they've had to deal with the last few years, with the rise in crime. They see it on the news every day. Simple situations turning into life and death situations. This very easily could have turned into a life and death situation. Like I said, yeah. what if he were to harass them? The dude fucking fell down the escalators, 
and, and hurt himself really bad or killed himself because he was this guy just kept nudging him and nudging him and nudging him. You know what I'm saying? So there, there's your lawn. There's your line. Don't cross other people's boundaries and don't cross their line. And you won't have to figure out what the, the, the line is. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is just all new to me, man, because I wouldn't go shove a, a phone in a guy's face and be a prankster. That's not my style. But at the same time, like I've worked in the bar not having a gun on me and I've seen everything and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, things I wouldn't believe, but I mean, they always got diffused. Yeah. Call me lucky, call it whatever you will. But I don't know. It didn't seem as like, I won't say it seemed more justified, but like it made it made more sense to me. Like I'm, I have trouble wrapping my head around this one. Yeah. Um, I I, yeah. I really don't, to be honest with you. I don't have sympathy for idiots like that. Of what you he did, it. the whole way it went yeah. down. What's wrong yeah. with this prankster? Why is he? Yeah. I mean, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm quite impressed with uh, the kid that shot him. I'm quite impressed with him. He had he had the mindset that hey, I carry a firearm for my safety, and he's not afraid to use it. And uh, so I'm impressed with that. That mindset alone is that he's on his guard. He's obviously had something that's happened to him before. That's why he's carrying it in the first place. So I'm sure this ain't the first time he's dealt with some possible like robber situation. And that's why he's carrying it in the first place. And he's on guard like he is. So I'm pretty impressed with that, that he had the mindset to say, hey, I'm drawing the line here. You're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to do this to me. And uh, he, he, he popped the kid in the gut and, like I said, the kid's lucky he's not paralyzed. That bullet could have went through his spine. Uh, he's lucky he's not dead. He, he would have hit a major organ with that bullet. He might have, he might have, like you said, it might have been a funeral his parents were uh, like crying at versus on the news. I mean, look, if he, if he wasn't already making the videos again, I'd say he doesn't have the guts to do it. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. You can't. Yeah, so he, he, he already, yeah, he, so he already had the, per, the per, protection mindset. And that goes for anybody that carries a gun. You got to have that mindset that, hey, if I got to whip it out, I'm going to use it. You got you got to be willing to use it and to protect yourself. Unfortunately, you'll end up in court like this kid did, unfortunately. And that's one of the consequences. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'd rather be alive than some fucking turd that was bothering me and, you know, end up flying down some stairs or even worse, you know. See, this is the closer closure conversation I needed for this. Like, sensei, that doesn't make sense, Steve. Wouldn't people see OJ and think, "Hey, I can go do that too"? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, well, I, yeah, that's I hear the, you. That, yeah, that's a, yeah, that that's the dad. That's the dad. That's once again uh, a parent that's not involved in his kid life. Now that his kid's in the public light, all of a sudden wants to speak up on shit. Well, maybe if you were in his life and taught him the right things from the first place, you wouldn't have been shot in the first place. So, I mean, look, I, we can only read seconds of what we saw, but to be honest, it, I think yeah. they did spend some time together. They seem alike. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, well, that, that's another thing. He's another, it sounds like his dad's another one of those liberal pieces of turd that think, oh, oh, I'm, I'm entitled to do whatever I want and I don't have to face the consequences. Well, your son faced some consequences this time. So, you know. So, yeah, that, that, your that's driver. Crazy. That's, what, that's another thing that's crazy to me, bro. Everybody wants to try to justify the idiots. They don't want to take the kid's side because the kid was like actually protecting himself, not knowing what's happening. 
but people are more crybaby about the 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 victim of the shooting. Like, oh, he, he didn't deserve that. What? Where do you guys come? Well, up also with this let's re- let's remember it went through the legal system. He got a quit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so that's, like it. we have a legal system here. We're not we're not some countries that just chop your hands off and willy nilly and whatever. Well, we you should know, be honest with you. Trust <laughs> me, there'd be, there'd, but there, I'm saying like, but yeah, I'm saying this guy got of... his fair day in court. And yeah. that's what I want. I, that's why I want the transcripts. But to be honest, like he got his fair day in courts. The jurors decided yeah. to acquit him. Yeah. And there'd probably be a lot less Walmarts closing if you could cut people's hands off. Trust me. It would yeah. be a great deterrent, you know. But that's the thing. It's just, you know, th- this whole society that we got to now that's more worried about, ooh, the victim, the, the, the perpetrator's rights than the actual victim, which the kid is the actual victim here. He's the one that suffers the most. Yeah, you can get your gut fixed or whatever the case may be, but now you're out doing it. So you not only did you prove that you're stupid, but you choose, you proved that you were extra stupid because you're now, now you're out doing the same exact thing it almost cost you your life because it's fun and he probably gets paid well on YouTube for doing it. You know? And that, and that's another thing too. Should you, should YouTube be allow, allowing this guy to continue? No, I mean, like, no, look at our channels have taken strikes for dumb stuff. Like seriously, you're letting <laughs> yeah, right. this guy go back out there and like, but that's, but that's, what's crazy nowadays. That society thinks that kind of shit is funny. They all think it's funny until it happens to them. And then it's like, Oh, you know, that's what's fucking crazy about it is everybody thinks it's funny yeah. up until the point it happens to them. And they're in that situation that like, we could all play Monday night quarterback all we want. Yeah. But if, until you're actually in that physical situation, you don't know how you're going to react. I know how I'll react. You probably know how you're going to react since they knows how he's going to react because we, we, we have that mindset that we look for potential dangers and stuff like that. This kid, you know, like I said, he's probably had some traumatic shit happen in his life living in that area that he needed a gun for protection and he, he had the mindset i'm gonna fucking pop somebody if they you know show me any kind of you know fear me or you know cause any kind of fear towards me so i give him kudos yeah. man i give the kid kudos yeah i mean you know i mean and that and that you know speaking of that too there's a um i can't remember what it's called but there's a trend about moving people's not this isn't related to gig work but they it it was it's happened to some gig workers too but like if somebody comes to mcdonald's to pick up an order and runs in it's like a trend to like move their car to me like dude you just stole my car yeah i don't care if you moved it over to the back of the parking lot yeah and now they're thinking like that's a new prank and other people are repeating it and it's it's i can't remember what it's called somebody in the chat will know but um, well, it's, first of all, you shouldn't be leaving your fucking keys in your car running in the first place to go in and run and get an order. Right, That's but don't be shooting sense. a TikTok either. Well, and well. then do it and get out and laugh and run back to your car. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, but yeah, yeah. I get. I guess you know, even though, like you said, it's a TikTok thing, but it's also a lesson learned. At least they didn't steal your car. At least they didn't steal your car, wreck it, or whatever. They were just joking around and moved it because you were dumb enough to leave it in that situation. So I guess, yeah, it's corny that it's a, a, a prank thing, but it's also a good lesson for a person to learn. Don't leave my keys running in the car, you know? So McDonald's order ain't that bad that you can't park and just walk the foot, you know, and get it. Like, come on, you know, to leave yeah, your car. I mean, sitting and there were two, two big yeah. uh, uh, but that, keys but, but to that this the, mall order that and Popeye's yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. And that shows you that the business mindset these people have that, okay, if I was a real business owner, am I going to leave my doors unlocked at night when I go home so they could just walk in and steal my shit? You know, that that's the thing. People just, they, I don't know, man. That $5 is more important than their whole vehicle that they use to make the $100 they make during the day or whatever. They're willing to sacrifice their car for $5 by leaving it out running in the, in the middle of a parking lot. I'm like, come on. What's a knife going to do? What did I miss here? <laughs> what if a knife's going to do in a mass shooting situation? In a mass shooting situation, a knife will do absolutely nothing. But... I mean, unless you're like low behind the guy and you take his Achilles heel or something. <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah, that's not... <laughs> yeah, that's... But yeah, I mean, nobody, you know, let me tell you something. Nobody wants to be in a knife fight. Trust me. You don't ever want to be yeah. in a knife fight. That's going to be the most horrific fight you'll ever be in your lifetime. <laughs> So yeah. you prepare to be and just prepare yourself unless you're prepared to get cut. Don't 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 get in a knife fight with somebody. Walk the fuck yeah, away. If, or, yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna say if you look into those, like a lot of I mean, most knife fights in, involve like a hundred stabbings. Yeah. They're just so quick. But yeah, it's exactly. like exactly. You know, like me, yeah, I have yeah. like a you know, I have big outdoor Colorado knives that are serrated and stuff so i just got to get it in you once and rip it and you're done like everything's coming out yeah but like i i, I, I carry them too when i go out so yeah. I too, so. but you know yeah. what i'm saying like i mean i yeah but i mean like yeah i mean people get in you know, a knife fights people get stabbed a ton yeah that, that's one of those things you you got to be hope you're prepared to be cut because you're going to get cut in a knife fight but in a mass shooting it would do you know <laughs> sensei says he's getting upset because he's trying to justify his dumb son's actions exactly i i got mad how late like roy mentioned how late the dad jumped in because this happened in what april and the jury and it's just now all coming to closure now but the mom's been very involved in sounding like a moron but she's been very involved and uh well the dad's probably seen his 15 minutes of fame now that oh I can speak on something even though I have no business in my son's life because I've never been there so now he thinks oh I can I try to you know and that's that's ignorant that just shows that you have no his statement shows that he has no involvement in his son's life because anybody as a parent myself yourself you you taught your kid right from wrong you taught your kid don't do stupid stuff like that you can do pranks on YouTube and not do stupid shit like that. Uh, to where you're crossing boundaries and you're causing people to fear for their life that they pop a cap in you. So that shows that he has never really been a fatherly figure in his son's life anyways. So yeah. his, his whole his whole method of talking, they should have just said, no, fuck, you know, put him off to the side. You're you're worthless. You know, I mean, the only, thing, the only thing that makes you a dad is your DNA. Other than that, you are worthless. Yeah, I mean. And I, I hate judging this story from seeing five seconds of his dad, but I feel like I can a bit being a dad. Like I just, when I saw him, I'm like, dude, I, I get it more now. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's and that's what I said. That, that's what I said, Sensei. You can't determine. Yeah, that's why know, I was pointing at this because it's probably the most yeah, important comment. Yeah, I said that earlier. Yeah, you can't determine what what somebody's scared of and how far, you know, they're willing to. Like I said, you, me, Steve. Our patients are a bit, a little bit longer, and you know we're, we're probably, you know, gonna have to worry about something like that. But you know, when you got a little kid and a big giant guy coming at you, and uh, you don't know. So, and as well, far as your attorney friend, as far as your attorney friend saying it wouldn't be considered self defense, 
once again, it all goes down to the jury. It would be up right. to the jury. You, like I said, the DA can charge you with anything and everything in the world, but it's up to that jury at the end of the day, regardless if they hit you. No, with, that's oh, you, and, and you saw it. That's even what he said. He said, he said, juries can be weird, man. Yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, it doesn't even like even outside of the he was kind of put in, in in context. It was like he was saying that, like, you know, like never you can't expect anything from a jury, I guess, was what I took from it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't ever. And like, expect, said, like, and like I said, people have been waking up lately uh, to all the bull crap. The, they're tired of the crime in their cities. They're tired of that. And he probably got that jury that had that same mindset as, hey, I'm tired of seeing a stupid crime. I'm tired of dealing with all this crime stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they they probably looked at it from their point of view. How would I have handled it if I'm sitting at the gas station? Somebody comes up to me and starts doing that. They're going to fear because you never know when somebody's going to walk. That's like me, bro. I am so big. People are actually will move out the way because they're scared. <laughs> because I just, I just have that presence about me that people are fucking scared that when I'm walking, they, they kind of give you that look like this big, scary guy. And, you know, I, I, I'm super friendly, but they, they don't look at it like that. So if you see me, let's figure your wife, your girlfriend, Steve, if I walk up to her slamming something in her phone, wh wh what is she going to, she's going to freak out, dude. If, if she pops a cap in me, oh, well, I deserved it because, yeah. you know, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, so uh, like Scra I said, Scrabble I just, here just, said that, you yeah. know, social media monetization, you know, it's like letting people yeah. not work and just be like i'm gonna be a dick instead <laughs> like yeah. Well, yeah, for it's, life it's, it's, yeah it's because society thinks <laughs> it's, like i said it's society has that mindset it's me 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 and as long as it ain't happening to me it's funny as long as it's not yeah. happening to me i don't care like you can i can guarantee you bro that 90 probably 90 percent of people they will sit and watch their neighbor's house get robbed and not do a single thing about it because it's not their house being robbed. And so they'll watch somebody else being robbed. But once their house is robbed, they're going to be walking around the whole neighborhood. Why didn't you call the cops? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? That's the mindset these people have nowadays. As long as it's not happening to me, it's okay. But the once it happens to them, oh, now now it's a, a world uh, a world situation that everybody needs to pay attention to. So, you know, so... Yeah. I mean, and, maybe Daniel... get, and maybe some people will learn from this. Maybe some of these pranksters will wake up and say, hey, well, damn, this dude got popped in the gut. He's still being stupid, but maybe others will look at it and realize, hey, man, maybe I need to calm down with some of my stuff, you know? And, uh, you know, I guess, I guess just, you know, the first few times I saw this, I was thinking, man, I've gotten out of, I've gotten lucky on so many occasions, like leaving a bar at 4 a.m. into an alley setting the alarm and locking the door and you got that five minute beeper, you slam that door shut and there's still that five minutes to go back in and shut it off. Somebody's just right there with a gun. Hey, we're going back in. I mean, I got lucky. I also knew how to read my situation. I, you know, tried to always leave with somebody else that late kind of all the things you can do, but like, I don't know, to me, it just, it just seemed so crazy. Like this is a, a YouTube prankster and a door dasher in a mall. I, I've worked in a bar downtown and le and for 15 years and left it at four yeah. in the morning. You know, I've seen it all. I've seen it all. And I just, I mean, Daniel, I mean, like we were talking about though, that's, there was a jury that says justified. 
Yeah, and, and really, the whole DoorDash part of it could be deleted from the situation because really, at the end of the day, it didn't matter what he was doing in the mall. He could have just been buying himself a pretzel or some fried chicken. It really doesn't matter. The matter, What matters really is the situation that he was put into. Like I said, I'm proud to see that as a DoorDasher that he is carrying some kind of protection just in case because, like you said, carjackings in those areas are ridiculous. People are getting robbed and shot for nothing. You know, somebody would have shot him for that Popeyes if he was in the right neighborhood. You know, I'm with I'm with you though. So I don't. I, you can't even tell, but I don't like how he had his gun. I can't see it. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing I that have is, that bothers me yeah. a little bit though, because it feels I feel like it was even in some kind of place it could have just shaken out of his coat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's the one thing you could probably hit him on is just the way he's carrying it, but. Yeah, we all we you know people do you know whatever that takes you know maybe he didn't have the money to afford a proper holster or whatever whatever the case may be but I'm not gonna hold him I'm not gonna hold him on that so I'll hold him a little bit but for the most part it is what it is you know. So Nick Nick saying at his church if someone starts something we can't touch them or they can sue us it don't seem right. Nick, you're in Austin. I know other parts of Texas have actually hired like uh, people to be in church. In case there's a situation, well, like, that also, also Nick, you got to remember there are good Samaritan laws um, that you fall under in certain situations. When you say somebody starts them, it really depends on what you mean by starts them. If somebody starts an argument, yeah, that doesn't mean go there, put your hands on them, kick them in the face, and throw them out the door. No, but if you see somebody at your church physically assaulting somebody, like they slapping their wife around, there are good Samaritan laws. You have to make that decision. Do I want to involve myself in a domestic situation, knowing those are one of the highest, deadliest uh, situations you could put yourself in, not only for civilians, but police? So, but you are covered by Good Samaritan laws. And mostly all states have Good Samaritan laws that if, I, if, if, if Steve's slapping his girlfriend around and I see it and I walk over and I start slapping Steve and pulling him off of her and stuff, yeah, I'm not going to get charged with anything. And the guy's not going to be able to sue me for that. So, right. you know, it, it just depends on what level you want to take it. Like, yeah, it, even if somebody is slapping their wife, let's say Steve is slapping his wife and I have my gun on me and I tell Steve, get off of her and I have my gun pointed at him. If he doesn't, I can still shoot Steve legally. I can shoot Steve because I don't know Steve's it, intentions. Steve might, yeah. Steve might be killing, my, Steve's intent right there might be to beat his wife to death. So mm-hmm. if I choose to, I can't. I don't like that defend. this is about me, but okay. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, I'm used to an example because you're here. I'll go, we'll, we'll pick we'll pick sensei next time. But, uh, but yeah, you would be legally in the right to defend the person that Steve's beating up at the time. You have that right. It's called Good Samaritan Laws. So it just depends. Do you want to do you want to have to take somebody's life? You know, it's your choice. You know, I should do a pranksters getting shot in the gut channel. <laughs> We can go around yeah. looking for TikTokers pranking people and kaboom. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, what is this one? I, I doubt people will learn from this, unfortunately. You got a lot of people doing and saying dumb things all all the time to want to be gangster. I don't know if that's it. I just think that, I, I mean, these fads, like, I, like stealing cars like oh that's hot on tiktok let's do that what i mean yeah. were you like in my day like grand theft auto was a big deal like you yeah. you were making well, a life change to go into that yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's the problem. That's that's what happens when you have this woke justice system now. They don't care. They just let them go. Oh, and they've been so oppressed or, oh, we feel so sorry for them because mommy raised eight kids on her own because no daddy. Feel sorry for bullshit. Like I said, they're treating the real victims like they're the enemy and they're giving the, the perpetrators, oh, the benefit of the doubt and feel sorry for them. Until that starts turning around, which I think it's starting to a little bit, this is a perfect example of what I think it's where it shows that it's turning around, that people get tired of the dumb shit. Um, until that gets turned right back around and we treat the true victims as victims and not, you know, just, oh, yeah, you're not the victim, the perpetrator's the victim, you know, type mentality. You're, you're, you're going to have a lot of stupidity still, you know. I mean, remember, I, I know you'll remember. Other people might pretend like they'll remember too, but unless you're the right age, you won't. But like going postal used to be a thing. And now it's like, dude, you got to look out for like, you could be at the grocery store and a guy working at the grocery store could be on that postal limit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why they called it. That's why they called it going postal because it was a mailman thing. For some reason, mailmen just lost it when it was shooting up their bosses and stuff. And that's where that whole phrase came from. But, but yeah, you never know when it's somebody's day that they just give zero F's and it's like, you know what? You push my last button. It's yeah. kind of like me. It's kind of like me. Like, like they're I'm not. A, they're not tall. a bad. And I, this is weird, but they're not a bad person. No. But they've had it. Yeah. They're just like, exactly. This dude have had yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You never know how life is beating them up. You know, it's just pounding on them daily, daily, daily. And just one day they just say, you know what? Is it really worth it? No. And they snap. And you just happen to be on the other. You know, because you wanted to complain that your Starbucks didn't have enough whipped cream, and you just happen to be the one who snaps that day, and uh, you pay the price for. Something as stupid as whipped cream on your you know, Starbucks. So, you know, like you said, it's you got you got to watch how you treat people. And this yeah. Dasher was probably I'll see this Dasher was probably not in the mood. You know, like I said, picking up three dollar fifty orders, trying to be top Dasher, probably pissed him off. And he just was having a bad day, and he picked the wrong guy. So, yeah, I mean, Nick is back. I think to the church thing. He's saying I'm talking about pulling a knife, assaulting someone, pulling a gun. We can't yet yeah, see. I disagree. Because well, I think, you, no, I no. think what where I was saying the Good Samaritan law, but also you got the whole. I mean, you're going to have witnesses in there that were like, "Yeah, pulled a gun, dude," or he reached for a knife, and that guy we tackled him. No, no, you you can very well if somebody pulls a gun out in church and you have a weapon yeah. on you, and you can very well intervene. That 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 makes no fucking sense, Nick. Um, I don't know which church you go to, but maybe move to a different church. Um, because yeah, you have always have the right. If anybody's threatening to kill anybody, you have the right to intervene because you might be the next one that he stabs, or you might be the guy he shoots at first. So, yeah, I mean, I know, so. I know Nick is, uh, is a, you know, he's pretty religious and I'm sure he go, but yeah, I would think like, man, that might be even worth a conversation with your church if you're that close with them, because not i mean not to scare them like you don't want to freak them out like hey what would happen if like but i mean if they've made but if they made comments about it like hey you can't do this kind of thing i think it'd be okay to question it why so if i were to see something i can't i just gotta let the whole church get shot yeah right no no that that makes that just makes no sense and it's time to move to a new church thing in my opinion So I'll hit the driver on his firearm handling. In my training, I had it drilled into me. So you you don't shoot to dis 
drilled into me that you don't shoot to disarm. If you feel threatened enough to shoot, you don't miss at close range. Well, he didn't miss. He got him in the gut. The gut yeah. shots are pretty nasty for the most part, depending on where they hit. Yeah, but I yeah, don't know how that guy bounced back got, like that. Yeah. That's how you're trained. You're trained to pull your weapon and you shoot to end the threat. It's not, oh, I'm going to shoot to wing him to make him stop, or I'm going to shoot him in the kneecap like this movie bull crap we see. No, you're trained that when you pull your weapon and you use it on somebody, it's to stop the threat regardless. And his gut shot stopped the threat in his opinion. It obviously stopped the threat. So, and that's the whole purpose of having the gun in the first place. So, so see, Daniel, you you carry. And I think Daniel's in southern Michigan or northern Ohio near Toledo-ish area. Yeah, that, that's the problem. Everybody should, everybody needs to take their personal security upon themselves. You you were given it, this is a right that your forefathers gave you to protect yourself. We already know, we've all called 911 and said, hey, I got a situation. They show up 20 minutes later. I'm sorry, you're not waiting 20 minutes to draw a chalk line around my body. Hell to the no. Roy's going to take care of it because I you have the right to. And that's all it boils down to. And, if, and, you know, and, and if honestly, still, most yeah, criminals most criminals don't wait till the cop car's in the area to yeah, commit exactly. the crime. Yeah, no, no criminal cares. About the popos, they don't care about the popos, right? But they're aware of the situation. There is no popo here, so exactly they know they know those response times better than anybody else. Yeah, you know, and and that's people need to learn that hey, I was given this right to protect myself, and I don't want to be a victim. People need to get out of this. Oh, I'm scared of. Okay, I've never all the guns I've owned and the the guns I own now, not one time have one of them ever got up and threatened to hurt me. You know, so it's a tool. It's a tool like anything. Just like when you hammer in a nail on a roof, your firearm's a tool to protect the most important thing, and that's you and your family. That's what gets me, bro, is I'll, I'll, I'll equate it to car maintenance. You'll go and you'll get every oil change, your tires rotated, you do all this preventative maintenance on your vehicle, but you won't carry the tool to for preventative maintenance of you getting messed up. It makes yeah. no sense to me. It's like, okay, you have the tool to prevent yourself from being messed up, but yet you don't want to use it. But you'll make sure, you know, it, it's it's retarded mindset to me that people think like that. Yeah, I mean. It's, it, carrying a gun is preventive maintenance. Carrying a gun to me is no different than preventive maintenance on your car. It's there to use in case you need to prevent yourself from being broken down. And just, so you, just so you guys know, I'm used to wearing like a belt, like I, working production gigs and stuff i'm used to wearing a belt so i don't mind so when i'm doing gig work and stuff from the rideshare days look i've got my taser and it it's legit i got my i got mace and i know it's not the best stuff but guess what it is but it's going to get me too but it goes it goes 30 feet it's bear mace for when you're out in the out in the high country um so i mean i've got you know like i said my plan where he knows it is, is that I'd gun it on a highway and run into yeah. the medium or run into another car, you know, in that, a way that, that doesn't that, hurt them. Or And that and that's another thing that people got. Under, if you're doing gig work, people are, well, you're not allowed to have guns doing over ride share. You're not allowed to have guns. You know what? What's more important, your life or that job? I don't give a shit about the job. Yeah, because I mean, right. If your life's in jeopardy and then you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to be I'm going to be deactivated. Who cares, dude? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be. If you had to pull your gun out, don't worry about being deactivated. Yeah, you—it's either that or you're going to get deactivated another way, and that way it's going to hurt your family. It's going to hurt everybody that involved in your life because 
you're going to be deactivated permanently from life. So yeah, fuck, fuck it, just screw the jobs, man. That that that's nothing to me. Like no, I don't care. Or that BS that people say uh, police should do but can't even aim right themselves. Well, that's what a lot of people don't understand too. You you got such an and and sensei is the perfect one being in the military. Once mm-hmm. bullets start flying, bro, your adrenaline is shooting up the roof. You're scared crap. You know, you're pooping your pants. I don't care how much you've been trained. When bullets start coming at you, you're pooping your pants. And, and yeah. I'm sure everybody everybody acts tough like, no, no. I, you bull crap, dude. When bullets are flying, you hear that zing, zing. Yeah, you're pooping it's not, your pants. It's not the movies, guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you're, 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 you're scared just as much as they are, and you're pulling. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to miss. And that's the thing with police being that, you know, that's the thing with being police. You're trained to shoot until you stop that threat. Whether or not you hit the guy with your bullets, you're shooting to stop the threat. And, you know, nine out of the 15 you shoot hit them and the other six you pray doesn't kill somebody else. But that's how they're that's how they're shot. They shoot until they stop the threat. So when you see a cop pop somebody 15 times, they're stopping the threat. That's all there is to it. You know, you, me and you look at it as excessive. That's like this kid. If he would have shot him three more times, it would have been perfectly fine because he's stopping the threat. Like you said, you know, sometimes one bullet doesn't even stop the threat. Obviously, it didn't kill him. It stopped him enough to leave him alone. But what if, what if it that really didn't bother him and he kept coming toward you? You got to pop him through two or three more times. So you got to yeah. stop the threat, you know. Yeah. Um so uh let me see what's this exactly uh no one if taught to aim for moving feet when your life is in danger yeah exactly yeah and we saw how like a lot a lot of people want to get on cops about the way they shoot at people well you know when you're walking up to a car to do a traffic stop and all of a sudden somebody whips out a weapon and start blasting at you yeah your 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 first thing is ah, i gotta get away and, and you just start shooting back because you know that's your first thing get away and try to protect yourself and uh, you know running and shooting is that's a very rarely taught you know there's a there are you know schools out there to teach that but in a real life situation who knows you know you're in a you're in a you're being in a training environment you're not being in real life where there's other cars driving around you there's other people standing on the sidewalk you got to take in you know account so yeah man it's crazy but so I have a question for Sensei because I know he's he's in Virginia or if he I mean I don't know where he is right now but he's been in Virginia, um, in, in North Virginia at in Dulles is it is it super is it where are we at with the gun law situation up there because that's where this happened too I'm just kind of curious, um, but yeah Daniel says it it uh, helps to visual to visualize various uh, situations through your mind often but since is right train 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 muscle memory yep yeah and that's the same and that and that we've done that on other safety videos that's the same way when it comes to delivering food look at your surroundings know what's going on around you think about the different situations when i pull up to the dark house okay these bushes could somebody jump out of those bushes and get me because somebody you know th- it, it works the same way even if you have no gun or you're not in that type of life and death situation just knowing your surroundings and yeah that works for anything you know, even like I said, just delivering food, even doing rideshare customers. Look at your customer, you know, look at your customer's hands, put them in a spot in the car where you can visually see them as you're driving. 
You know, I've seen so many rideshare drivers put customers directly behind them. That is the biggest no-no. There is no reason a single passenger should ever be behind you as a rideshare driver. Never. You got a front seat, you got two seats in the back where you can visibly see that person. There's no reason to ever put yourself in a, a bad situation where you've got a blind spot so somebody can reach over and like grab you by your neck or whatever the case may be. So see that too much. Couldn't be and me. In that case, and if, and if you're doing right, if you're doing right share and you have one of those customers that insists they gotta sit there. You know what? I insist you stay on the sidewalk and you order another lift because it's not going to be me. Yeah. And move on. Move or don't on. even talk to him. Just move on. Yeah. yeah. Say sorry. Get out my car. And I mean, Roy and I've said this a million times, dude. Trust not this, not this dipshit that got shot, but trust your gut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if your gut's telling you something, dude, go with it. Yeah. So. You know, I don't know. At least for me, I I don't feel like it's ever wrong. But I'll give so, the kid kudos. So I, I give the kid kudos for what he did. Other people might say, well, this, well, well, you, we all react differently to when we're scared. And we all have that line that's drawn that we're not willing to let somebody go over before we take care of business. And so I give the kid kudos. He did what he needed to do to protect him, what he thought he needed to do to protect himself. And I have no, I have no issues with that at all. So. So somebody had said to one of our comments that, you know, they said, I don't let people sit behind me, but I was thinking, well, somebody could still point a gun at you from any seat during ride yeah. I've done enough, but Derek's saying, I can understand women wanting to sit behind me. Is this a joke or because a woman can kill you too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look at, well, perfect example. Look at that. I think it was in Michigan where she hacked him up with the fucking machete in the back from the back seat of the car. So yeah, women yeah. aren't the most. <laughs> women are just as, can be just as bad. That right shirt driver got chopped up by the machete from the girl in the back seat. So it happens. Yeah. So the girls aren't the most. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so. I, I mean, look, the guy was justified. The court acquitted. Um, I just kind of wanted to put the closure here because the comments that I saw when we were talking about before were just driving me nuts. Yeah, um, exactly. it is not well, a joke. Well, that, I can that, understand. That, that goes, yeah, that goes back to society, bro. Everybody's been so scared into thinking, oh, people with guns are so evil, and uh, you, you know, there's two, what, two to six million defensive gun uses every year. That's that's two to six million people that save their lives with a firearm versus the forty-five that are forty-five thousand that are killed with firearms every year. So it's definitely an effective tool to save your life and it it's a necessary tool in my opinion especially nowadays it's getting to be more and more i don't i don't want to say that you got to go out like wild wild west and blazing on everybody but it's becoming nowadays with the way cities are becoming this liberal where cops can't do this cops can't do that um it's getting more and more important to be able to protect yourself to learn to protect yourself and mm -hmm. uh, take it and take advantage of your rights there's that old saying if you don't want to, you don't exercise your rights, you're going to lose your rights. And that goes for when you vote. Don't be, you're voting for these people that want to take away your ability to protect yourself when they have six security guards standing behind them, all with automatic weapons, and they don't want you to protect yourself. Come on. That, that should be a red flag right there, people. So that's a red flag right there. So, Sensei, you're saying this to people who are going to be gun owners, or you're saying that everybody should practice? 
No, everybody should practice with their gun. That, that's well. I mean, but are, I mean, is this? I mean, yeah, this is. Un, is this under the assumption that they have a gun, that they want a gun, that they? Well, 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 what they're talking about is some like John Wick type shit. You don't have to spend that kind of money to everyday carry to be like John Wick. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Please said, don't. Most, in fact, yeah, exactly. <laughs> most, 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 ninety, probably ninety percent of the times you pull your weapon, that ends it right there because the other person sees it and they don't want to leak. So that ends it. You don't have to be like jumping behind bushes and running and gunning and jumping over fences, trying to find cover. To No, that's not how it works. Most gun battles are anywhere from three to seven yards. It, it's a real quick situation, two or three to four rounds shot every time. And it's a quick situation. It's not like these crazy ass drills. You're The only drills that work really well is being able to draw your firearm from cover if it's covered or that, that's the most important drill. You know, to get your shirt up in time to pull your weapon, your draw times. Other than that, yeah, you don't need to be like doing rules and jumping over fences and you know and trying to do these tactical reloads. No, it's not happening. So you know, so some of that stuff is for show and stuff yeah. like that. But you should have some some good practice, like dry firing yeah. your firearm, going to the range. Make sure you can at least hit the target that you're pointing at. You don't want to hit like. You don't want to be like that scene in Pulp Fiction where the guy walks out and shoots the outline around him. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. No, it was <laughs> the know? same. It was the same thing yeah. I told to uh, who was there was another driver asking me about mace, and they said, "Oh yeah, I have mine." They showed it to me, and I was like, "Have you ever sprayed it?" And they said, "No." I said, "Well, didn't you know like?" Yeah, you do you know? Do you it. know how to turn it to unlock it? Do you know? Do you have to push and hold? If you tap it once, it can freeze up. Do you know that you have to hold your arms, keep that, don't blow it into the wind? If you can't, I mean, look, you should be trying this. You should know yeah, how to work I, if you're carrying it. Know how to work it. Yeah, well, not only that, you got to know that how it's going to affect you, because once you blast that off, you're going to be ju- affected just as much as the other guy. You know, when it gets in your eyes and stuff like that. So you got to know that kind of stuff. And, and pepper spray is fairly cheap so to buy one to practice to see if you know, that's perfectly fine you can practice with shit go out in your backyard one day when like you said the wind's not blowing in your direction and just practice on your wall say okay that's a bad guy you know put a little take your kid's chalk and put a little face on the wall or something and blast at him you know blast at him you know practice a little bit with it it's not gonna hurt even even like i've seen um i've seen the one the pepper spray ones that attach to keychains those are a joke i look at I, I dare you to take that outside and and press it you'll see it go maybe as far as your eyes and then come right back yeah well not only that those are those are in cases so you got to try to unlock the case yeah that, that that's 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 a feel good that's a make me feel good situation that that's not going to do jack right you're not going to have all that time to play yeah. with stuff because 95% of the time, if you're walking to your car, from, you know, you got your keys in your purse anyways. So if I decide to attack you, you, you you're going to be fumbling in your purse to find your key. Then you got to unsnap the, the little leather case it's in. Then you got to make sure it's pointed in the right direction. By then, I'm doing whatever I want for you, and it's a waste of time. So if you're going to be walking to your car, even if you're doing deliveries at night, you should already have it in your hand ready to go just in case. Not, not in a leather case on my keys. And, and, you know, yeah, it should already be in your hand. And uh, and that goes for everything you carry. I mean, look, I have I have a couple of different knives. I have ones for when I go camping. When I go camping, I mean, like I have a Smith and Wesson one. It folds up, 
I mean, it's got it's serrated. That's in, that's like for, and I'll still probably get killed. But if a bear attacks me or something like that's that one is big and it lo- and it clamp locks, and it's got that grip too. And it's just, but it's well, serrated stuff, like a saw. Yeah. Like, dude, if you can get in it. Well, most of the stuff I carry is either like the I carry like when I go hiking and stuff, I carry mostly fixed blades. I don't. You know, the only time I carry folders is like when I'm at work, like, oh, I'll have it clipped on my belt. But yeah. for the most part, I, and even then, sometimes at work, I'll have a, a fixed blade on my side, you know, that's laying across my back or on my side or something. So that right. way I don't have to, that way, like you said, I don't have to worry about, did I open it right? Or did I open it fast enough? Did it deploy all the way? It's fixed blade. It's going to be deployed whenever you whip it out. So. Right. But you can see the serrated. Yeah. I mean, like that's yeah. Trust me, if you get attacked by a bear where you're at, his his. Oh, dude, I got this. Ain't yeah. I got other things? Yeah. It doesn't matter though. If I get attacked by a bear, yeah. the best thing yeah, I got claw, is the mace. Yeah, yeah. His claws are about as long as that blade. Well, that's why so. I carry bear mace, <laughs> not just on me, but like it get yeah. that bear mace goes thirty feet, and I've tried it. I'll mace the crap out of him, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I will blast I the know. whole there canister, there... man. There is a video out there of a guy that tried to mace one and the bear still killed him. So yeah, this is a this stuff is like a um you get like two sprays out of it. It's like sixty bucks a canister. So um but I, mean, I guess I guess you don't know until you test it. Like man, that really and, 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 and Steve, what people don't understand because I get a lot of you know I I know a lot of people laugh because I carry bags in my car that are you know. S, you know, S should hit the fan bags or their emergency bags. Should something I got, happen? I got two go and, bags right here. And, and you know, and that, and, <laughs> and this coming from somebody that's out in the desert that hikes a lot, you hike a lot, you know, the purpose of that bag. You know, why mm-hmm. you really have that bag. And you being a rescue person going out and having to rescue these people that, oh, I think I'll go on a weekly hike. I have no compass. I have no flashlight. I have nothing to. You know, you you know you're you're a rescuer. You know how the importance of that. People laugh all the time. Why do you have that? You're in a city, blah blah blah. Being in a city during a disaster. Look at New Orleans. That was a city, right? Look at how they were affected by a disaster. So, mm-hmm. and that goes the same with any of your gig work. Just be prepared. Just you don't have to have. You know, I keep this in my car all the time, except for when I'm at home. I bring it in. But man, I could live in out of this bag for a week. If I if I was stuck on the side of the road, I can live in this bag for a week till somebody comes and gets me. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, look how and and look at and just for the safety of owning a flashlight. Look how many gig workers. Oh, I don't have a flashlight, but you're out delivering at night. I don't have a flashlight. You can find a good flashlight for thirty dollars at Walmart. Why? There's no reason that. And it goes back to the business mindset. Why would you not have the tools to make your business better? You know, and just the safety alone of having a flashlight, I can see where I'm going. You know, I don't have to walk around the corner and be the pit bull sitting there ready to chew my leg off because I couldn't see him because I walked up in the dark, you know? No, man. Like, even in my go bag, I have like, you know, this kind of stuff. Like I have a, um, you know, it looks like a Duracell battery. It's folded so small. That thing's a sleeping bag. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> if i yep. need it to be you know like i've got headlamps i've got i mean i'm i'm overly prepared with my go back oh, yeah. so like yeah I, I have i have everything as well so 
You see, you my know, desk is covered. My my desk, you can see, is covered with gear. And so, usually, and, and usually, gear, the search and rescue stuff here in Colorado are morons going into the back country who have no experience, have not taken avalanche yep. classes, don't know what they're doing, don't even have, don't. The saddest part is they don't even have beacons or anything. They're just out there going, hey, let's just go. Like, dude, do you know how avalanches start? Do you know that you're putting everybody in danger by you not knowing what you're doing? You're putting the whole mountain on danger. Yep. I mean, it's it's a a lot of this. I think we had like six, seven hikers die this year because they walked out and they had no water. How are you you going to go walking out in the heat of 105 degree weather on a hike and not have proper water with you? It's just they don't. Yeah. It's like you know, yeah. <clears throat> and it's it's just like I said, your safety is always number one. I rather carry this bag that cost me 150 bucks, and all the gear in it probably close to three, four hundred dollars. I'd rather have that and never use it than to have not have it that one day something happens and that I need it. I mean, you're yeah. never gonna see. And that goes. And, and these are examples of what you should do. As a rideshare driver, or uh, you should have shit in your car. You never know when you're gonna get stuck. Your battery goes bad. You're stuck on the side of the road with a flat tire. You have nothing to eat. You have nothing to drink. You don't know when the next person's coming. Everybody's like, "Oh well, I got AAA." Trust me, I've called AAA and I've sat there for four hours waiting on a tow truck. So, so come on, you know, people gotta take it upon themselves to be safe. And and like the kid, he 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 was safe and he. And I'm like I say, kudos to that kid. Yeah. And I would think he, I would think, I mean, oddly, I'm sure that he's like in investigation, but I would think he was allowed to keep his gun and he was allowed to, I mean, he should be allowed to still dash. Well, well, not only that, Daniel. Oh, well, I guess they're going (laughs) to. Yeah, exactly. In that case, Daniel, as far as uh, Daniel, in your case, as far as having a flashlight, when you got a flat tire situation, not only should you have your flashlight, but that's what headlamps are for. That way you can strap that bad boy in your head. You got exactly. both your hands free and you're good to go to fix your whatever you want. So yeah. that's what that plus is. those plus did most of those headlamps, like mine have like alert settings and Oh help. yeah, this has like three different yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. But even a headlamp. I gave away a headlamp, but the guy never got it. The headlamp, you could even use a headlamp to do your ride chair. That way, guess what? You got both hands free. So if somebody does attack you, you're not carrying you you drop your DoorDash bag and you're good to go because you got both hands, you can see. So yeah, it's all that, you know. What's up, Udium? So up, yeah, man? all that's important. Uh, and, and you can buy a headlamp at Walmart for 10, 15 bucks. <coughs> that's a quality five. Like this one, I got at Lowell's, it was fifteen dollars. You can see how bright that is. That's gonna that you know, that's gonna light up all kinds of stuff, you know? And yeah. so just you know. But people, people have that mindset, Steve, that it's never going to happen to me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's never going to happen to me, you know? Just like that kid that thought he was all cool that, oh, nobody's ever going to hurt me. Well, you found out the hard way that somebody was more serious than you were. And you got a nice big stomach wound to, to look back on, you know? That's why I was saying I wear a belt. Like, literally, when I go out for curry, I leave my house at 5 a.m., you know, I'm getting up earlier and that's what's helping me earn better. But I'm putting on, I, I, I have that taser on there. I have my bear mace on the back. And I also always, you know, for, cause I need it all throughout the day. Anyway, I always have, I always will carry a Leatherman. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. on my belt too. Like, I'm just, I'm just kind of like, 
I'm, I'm like well, ready. Uh, I'm, I'm well, ready to are, go, you, guys. You're, you're also a survival guy. You know that these are important tools to have should something happen to you. And just because you're delivering food at night, you shouldn't have that mindset. Nothing can happen to me. And what's amazing to me is these people will buy $10 coffees every day, but yet they won't think about something as simple as a flashlight. You, but you're willing to pay $300 a month on a coffee but you're, you don't want to fork out $30 for a quality flashlight or uh, like you said, a $15 thing of spray or that's something that's actually going to protect your life. But because I don't know, I don't know how many attackers are going to be scared of your Starbucks cup, to be honest with you. So if you, if you can, right, it's if like you can two afford, of your coffees can is going to yeah, get you exactly. something solid. Exactly. So if you, if, if you can spend $300 a month on coffee, you can go and spend a hundred dollars on some quality gear that flashlight, you know, your mace, whatever you want that actually it's going to keep you safe, not your Starbucks cups. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The last thing I wanted to bring up too, is like this whole thing kind of also should remind everybody I've, cause I, I, you probably remember this too, Roy. There was a time when people are like, Oh, well I don't dash at night. doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't things are happening in the afternoon yeah. now too. Yeah, way yeah, more because, often than they used to. Yeah, because because cities have gotten so lax on their laws that they're not afraid to do it out in the open. What I why why carjack somebody at night? I carjack them in the day, and I'm going to get treated just as lenient as if I did it at night. So I might as well do it during the day. So the, and that's the thing that because of these cities being so lenient on crime, that they're getting more brazen. Most home invasions are done in the middle of the day because yeah. they think people are gone at work. So. That's how it works. But to the man. dashers, but to the dashers saying, "I only do it in the daylight hours." That doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Jack. It don't matter nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know. So, so I mean, yeah, this. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to every every time Roy and I do something, it's about safety. I think this is just another one of those things. You know, have a plan or think. I mean, I, I saw some comments that were saying, you know, it's not enough. You actually need to just more than mental train. But mental train is something because you can't go run your car into on the highway into a wall <laughs> and smash well, it up just to train. I've said this before. The mental training is the most important part. Using the tools, that will come naturally. But having the mentality, do I have the mentality to take somebody's life if it means I'm going to lose mine? Do I have the mental, the I, am I strong enough mentally to protect somebody else in my family that is more important to me than any tool because you can you can learn how to use the tool we all can learn the tools but you can't learn that you have to yeah. practice that you have to run through your mind what is the worst thing that could happen to me how would i react and that that's so the mental to me is probably 85 percent of the battle is having the mental and then 15 percent is using your tools because tools is muscle memory this yeah. is going to be the most important is having the mental ability to say, hey, how much is my life worth? Like you said, me and you, I have no problem blasting my car into a tree if that means I'm not going to get shot in the back of the head. I have no problem because I have that yeah. mindset that I want to live. I love life. I want to live. Yeah. So some people... But are, you and I... But see, you and I also go out and... I mean, I know other people do too. Like I know Sensei is a great example of somebody who gets out in the world and does a lot of yeah, things. Exactly. Always exactly. proud of Sensei. Good job. Um, but like Roy and I do too, like, I, I can't tell you the amount of times and probably most people in this chat have heard it too, that Roy has said, like, how many of you do fun things? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I question this too, guys. Like, I'm raising a son on my own. I'm doing all this. I'm doing search and rescue training. I'm doing other things. I work yeah. my butt off. I get up five in the morning and I work till noon. So if you're thinking, yeah. well, he's done at noon and he's making good money. Yeah, it's because I get up at 430. Yeah. Are you getting up at 430? It sucks, dude. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 does no, it, it does no good to make all this money just to sit in the bank and never enjoy it. Um, right, like and said, constantly you, be just work, and, and like yeah. even your goal is work. Yeah, you never, you never know. I woke up with a life-threatening disease one morning that almost took me out. I, I was yeah. walking doing a delivery from Jimmy Jobs when I ended up with blood clots in my lungs. So you never know when it's going to be your last day. So yeah, you might be proud of yourself. I work seven days a week making $300, and you could go out for that one delivery, and you'll never see that money you ever made again. Because a health issue might pop up you didn't know about. You, you get ran over by a bus trying to get to your fucking McDonald's, whatever the case may be. So yeah, you, you got that, that's the thing. In gig work is the biggest problem is work-life balance. That is the yeah. biggest problem I see in gig work. Everybody's having to work seven days a week because the apps have trained you to work seven days a week. And uh, you need to break that. You need to break that. Even if when we're talking about safety, take a day off. Go learn, like you said, go buy your stuff. Go, go, go practice with your little pepper spray. Do something. It's more fun. It, at least it's fun. You got, you're out of the house. You're playing with your stuff. You're learning how to protect yourself and, mm -hmm. and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And just do fun stuff like that. It, but I mean, look, I remember, I remember Roy's video of, I don't know. It was, I don't know if you technically called it spelunking, but it was spelunking to some level, right? Yeah. Cause you guys were dwelling into caves. Oh, yeah, going into mines and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like, dude, when I see when see, unlike most people, probably aren't like this. When I see that, I wanted to come. I want to come out to Vegas and do it with you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, like yeah. that's my I kind would, of thing. I love that yeah. stuff, dude. Yeah, exactly, bro. And and people might look at it. Oh, he just why you don't know the dangers inside those things um, until you see it up front. You don't know the danger of those things when you walk in and you see a four by six holding up the side of a wall. You don't know how dangerous that is. And I'm not I'm not saying that, oh, that makes me a badass because I'm there, no, but, but there's a but there's a there's a great yeah. rush. I mean, like that feeling yeah, of that exactly. cold draft of being in yep. in those exactly. when you get underground, you're oh, like, yeah. damn, it's 115 upstairs and it's 60 yeah. in here. Yeah, and that's another <laughs> thing. Like... You know, and it's a, a it's a it's such a neat thing to things to do because you come across skeletons of animals. You uh you you see the ladders of these people that you know, the food cans left over from when they were in these mines and you see the different minerals that they were, you know, going through and all that crazy stuff. And that's so interesting because then it leads you into learning the history. Okay, what was this mine about? Get in the books, read stuff, look for more, you know, and, and that's called living fucking, that's called living a life. But these apps have got these people are so society, that's another thing with society is they've trained everybody that you've got to have the riches. You got to have riches. Uh, sorry, I, you know, I'm not the richest guy in the world. You know, I have what I have, uh, but I'm rich in life. I'm rich in life experience. I'm, I'm rich in that. Um, you might, people might say, oh, well, that don't matter. That's not paying the bills. I paid my bills, trust me. But I'm yeah. still, I still take the time to live my life because I know how precious it is. Yeah, dude. I mean, look, I, I, I guys, I... And, and like a lot of people might not believe it, but I care about the people on here's lives as well, because we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't care about you. I may, I make, that's why I asked, that's why I asked Roy yesterday, if he'd do this with me. 
Yeah, because I think know. I think that we don't always want to like bombard you and annoy you guys to where you're like, oh, another safety video. Like it's not like that. We're just trying to remind yeah. you, dude. This stuff happens. Be yeah, it's safe. called when, yeah, but it's also called getting, it's called getting complacent. People get so complacent with their daily lives. Oh, nothing's ever going to happen to me. Well, guess what? Me and Steve here, we'll do a video once every three, four months to remind you that shit like what you saw with that kid happens, and it could happen to you just as easily as it happened to him. So, you know, and also gig work, you know, it was pointed out that gig works like in the top 10 um, most uh, dangerous things to do in the United States right now. Part of that is fatigue of driving. So, like, I understand having to work a lot. I have a son. I have like multiple streams of income. I'm doing everything I can. And I also need my time with him and all the things I do. But, um, you know, it's. I like Tuesdays. Tuesdays is probably the uh, across the board universally for the most part the, the slowest gig day of the week. So Tuesdays, wh what can I do? Well, Tuesdays I'll take off. I won't work the gigs since they're slow. I'll go up to the mountain and go snowboarding for the day because nobody's up there. Even on a holiday weekend, they're already gone because they left on Monday. So it's dead. I have the mountain to myself. Yeah, just that people need to get a better work-life balance. And and especially, well, like you said, it's getting up there as being most dangerous. You're in your car 12, 15, 16 hours a day. Some of these people, which I find is ridiculous in the first place, and I'll be the first one to say you're a goofball for doing that. But remember, every time you get in that car and start it up, that, that that's the, the sands of time are not working for you. They're working against you. It's just going to be a matter of time. That clock ticks down till you're the one in a really bad accident or something really bad happens to you. And to sit there and say that I, I don't know how to protect myself is bull crap. There's plenty of resources out there to be able to protect yourself. So there's no excuse that if something happens that, hey, I can't I can't protect myself. Jesus Christ, I carry a, a full-size medical kit in my car. I don't have to help somebody in a bad accident, but I'm able to, I'm capable of doing so um, because I've had some fun with some nurses back in the day. They've shown me things on how to help somebody if I need to do that. So I don't mm -hmm. have to, but I choose to. You don't have to, but at least have something in your car for if your kid cuts his finger, you should have something in your car to help put a Band-Aid on it or whatever the case may be. Or if you're in an accident, you split your forehead open. Um, waiting on an ambulance could be 10, 15 minutes where you're bleeding all over the place. You know, how hard is it to, you know, and it's not like this stuff is super expensive, bro. It's, you can get a good quality medical kit at Walmart for like 20 bucks. I, that's I, I have I have a I have a probably better than one in my car everything in my car like you know that's kind of that's kind of something funny like if anybody want feels daring and don't stage it this is just a you know I'm we're just you know just be honest but go take a picture of what's in your trunk and email it to me <laughs> I want to know because I'm I'm guessing you don't have most things you need yeah most people and think about it most cars nowadays don't even come with spare tires yeah. that's an extra per, that's an extra purchase if you when you buy a new car you'll right. get do you know pump. do you know where your jack is yeah you'll, get, you a, know? you'll get a yeah you'll get a bottle of fucking fix a flat and an air pump that, right. that's going to do you a lot of good with a blowout on the side of the road right you know so you know something as simple as going to the junkyard buying a 25 dollar rim and then go into your local little Mexican store and get you a $25 tire so you have a full-size spare tire. People don't even use that kind of brains. Don't even use that kind of common sense. 
and that yeah. should you should always have a spare tire because you yeah. never know when you, you know you're gonna blow out you know what that's the last thing you want to do is blow a tire out in a really bad neighborhood and then you're stuck there having to sit three or four hours on a tow truck no, that no. Roy's gonna be out there fixing his thing. You know, and and that, that fix a flat there. stuff, guys, that is like a last ditch effort. Yeah. I mean, don't because it destroys your rim, your tire, everything's gonna be everything's gonna be wrecked. You're gonna have to that that I mean, it does get you out of a jam if you happen if it's the worst case scenario, but well, well the problem why it where it ruins people's stuff is because it blows up their tire, they don't leak anymore, so they continue to drive on it for months. Instead right, of, of, and there's you know, foam in it instead of like yeah, air exactly. pressure. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. And so instead of using it as the fix to get you to where you need to go, and then go in and get your tire fixed, so that well, it's not leaking anymore, so I'll just drive on it. And then you end up corroding the inside of your rim and co- possibly causing a worse blowout because now you're rotting the entire tire from the inside out. Yeah, so <laughs> people are just corny sometimes, bro. So yeah, I mean that's yeah that's it. Have you know oh, like yeah, yeah. in in I have my a medical kit. I have like a flashlight that blinks both ways. I've got headlamps. I mean like I've got uh, I've got my first aid kit. I, you know everything in my trunk makes sense except yeah. for there's a seven iron back there too. But <laughs> yeah, I don't actually keep I don't keep any I don't keep any of that in my trunk. Everything's uh, within reach of my back seat. So like I have my medical kit. I actually have it hanging on my headrest. So, and it's got a, a quick release Velcro strap on it. So if it's really an emergency, all I got to do is yank it and it comes out and and I got shit in there. I got, I, I took them out because I didn't think it would be necessary, but I had chest seals in there. So if somebody was shot, I could actually patch them up and hopefully save them, but I took them out. But I have everything in there to actually save oh, I Actually, I've got those too, those blood clot. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I've, got, I've got those dude like yeah, rep, it, rep, yeah it shows uh, a hunter shooting and it really means yeah. he shot you <laughs> Whoops. yeah the quick, the quick clock yeah the quick clock guard all that stuff just in case you know i you know it's got everything in there that you know i could that kid has enough in there to probably save at least three people i carry a tourniquet i carry a tourniquet with me i carry a tourniquet with me every day so if i so if something really pops off i have that handy right right at hand's reach i had I, I i take safety serious especially my own like yeah. I, I you know i i, I carry most but of that you're stuff a, oh, you also carry like i do like a bigger kit safe oh, first yeah. aid kit so like i could stop and help somebody if there's something oh, yeah. too oh for sure yeah like I, I can be the good person that stops because i actually have a lot of you know, like do you guys have jumper cables are they thick gauge the thinner the gauge yeah. Or the start, you know. I mean, like, do you know how to hook them up? I mean, do you know? Do you know how to hook up jumper cables? Yeah, Most right. people actually, do, but do you? I mean, do you have them? Actually, do you know? Actually, just to show you, not only do I have the one in my car, but I also keep this one in my bag. Yeah. So it, yeah, so, I keep. Yeah, one, so, I always keep one in my day in my day yeah, bag. So I, so I have the one that's hanging on my car, and then I have this one, which carries everything you need to pretty much save somebody should there be an incident so yeah, that so looks a lot actually, like mine so i actually have two of them so if there's you know the one in my car is just extra stocked with bandage and gauze and stuff it's got a lot but the one in my day pack's kind of like what you got but but like i said this pack goes with me everywhere and especially when i'm hiking and stuff so 
Yeah. That's why that's why redundancy is kind of important in that situation. More redundant thing to have. So flex. So yeah. So and people will laugh and clown and oh that's a waste of money. I, I think your ten dollar coffee is a waste of money. I rather yeah. I rather save that twenty dollars for two coffees and go buy a flashlight that I can at least see if I'm gonna die or not. You know, in a flashlight it's not just for work. Every day your power goes out at home. You're like, oh, well, I can't see. You know, it's just simple things that people take for granted. And yeah, people can laugh at me because I go, because I buy. Maybe it's just more of a like where we live thing, too. Yeah. I mean, like Roy has like, he goes and and does things that headlamps help for. I do that, too. So it's like I I actually probably have three or four around the house. Yeah, exactly. Between Max exactly. and mine, it's like we, you know. Yeah. There's always, it's like there's always a flashlight within my reach. I sleep with yeah. a flashlight on my bed. I always have something that, you know, my besides my gut and my flashlight, they lay on my bed while I sleep. So I, I'm prepared for whatever happens. And that, and people might think it's overkill. But once again, how important is your life? Yeah. That, that, that's what you got to look at. Is my life more important? Is my life not important enough to spend $20 on a good flashlight when I'm driving at night, dropping off food and I'd rather have my Starbucks. Like, what the? Well, maybe you would only have to buy one Starbucks if you weren't driving for 16 hours a day. You could stay away. You wouldn't need all that extra caffeine and shit. Use this, though. You know what I'm saying? Flex, I also carry water bottles with me. Like, I mean, like, not plastic store bought ones like i have well you will you okay that's an interesting will you be considered a failure if you don't have one i wouldn't say you're a failure i would say you're unprepared for what you need to be prepared for i wouldn't say you're a failure i would say you're just unprepared you're unprepared you why 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 would you want to take your why would you want to put your life in the hands of other people when you have the you have the ability to take care of your life at that moment for yourself so it, it's not that you're a failure it's that you're unprepared and so yeah i would never call somebody a failure it's called uh just being prepared i think so, bad in a bad car wreck your first aid kit is gonna but you're going to the other extreme flex i mean like you could be talking jaws of life to get you out or like we're yeah. talking about just having what you can you can't have everything yeah. yeah but even in a bad wreck where you might require the cause of life that's not going to stop you from if somebody has a severe gash across their forehead to reach in through their window and be able to put a bandage on it so they they're not bleeding all over the place yeah or if they got or if they're they have a, like a, a artery hit you know maybe there's an artery in their arm that got cut you got a tourniquet you can still reach in and do some of that stuff now I'm not saying you're going to be the the fire department, or even to be able to put but, pressure on it and yeah, hold it. Exactly. So yeah, you know they're they're you know it's not there to, like, it's not I'm not an EMT. I'm not there to save people's lives. But for you know some instances, it, it's a good thing to have, and not even just for other people, for yourself. You know, while you're sitting there in your car waiting for the ambulance and you're bleeding all over yourself. You know, you can reach back, grab a gauze and put it on your own so you're not bleeding all over yourself. You're keeping the wound cleaner than if you just left it out there to just for all the elements. So, yeah, it's, you know, it depends on if you really want to help people. That's at the end of the day. Do you want to help people? You should want to help yourself the most. Yeah. And people really don't even want to help themselves because they're more worried about making that $5 on the app. 
than to, to actually worry about helping themselves. Because like I said, I've heard it, I don't know how many times, I got triple A. Yeah, that's going to help. Come on. Okay, yeah, but what if you, what if, yeah, what if you, you lost your phone? <laughs> you yeah, can't call exactly. the AAA now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know some cars have, most of us yeah, don't have yeah. those though. But my point is that like, look, you know, it's not even just weapons. It's like we were saying like extra tire, jumper cables, first aid kit. Then, you know, do you need to carry a gun? I don't know. You know, do what you're comfortable with, but have something. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Because people are attacking drivers. This is a fact. Exactly. It's being done. So, I mean, look, I mean, you know, this isn't a preaching safety thing, but, you know, this guy, what he did was justified. Yeah. And, and like I said, kudos to him. He did what he had to do. He, he, and he, guess what? Not knowing the circumstances he was in, he got to walk away that day. There could have mm-hmm. been a, there might've been a chance that he didn't walk away that day. And that might be you. You might, this might've been a prank, but the guy that walks up on you at the gas station, it's not a prank. So. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, you know. You know, I mean, I don't know. I've, I found it to be one of the weirdest things we've we've seen with gig economy violence that I thought of anyway. But Yeah. To be honest with me, I what makes me glad to see it is that there's actually a jury out there that took everything into consideration and actually acquitted somebody for doing the right thing, which was protecting himself. Whether Sensei had made out. a comment about that earlier. He had said that, you know, juries also kind of, maybe they're not supposed to, but they, they kind of weigh in society and where thing, you know, they're kind of like, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, that's the scary part we live in right now. We got, like I said, the society is so wussified about every little thing. And so you're, you, that's 12 of your peers, which is society that hopefully you get 12 smart ones. Well, like this kid had a smart, uh, smart 12 people that saw what happened and, they were on his side this time. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. But uh, you guys have been going for an hour 40, so we're going to wrap oh, it wow. up. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think, uh, I think hopefully this was a good discussion for you guys because, you know, safety, man, it, it it's like the biggest thing. And also, I guess, you know, it's not exactly what we were talking about today, but take a day off, man. Look, maybe you, <laughs> maybe you don't have mountains like Roy and I do. But you got something near you, a park, yeah, a walk, yeah. get a bike, go biking, you know, yeah, like, exactly. going out go, to the park for a few hours, buy a skateboard, go to the skate park, yeah. go break your knees open. Even if I, it's funny, because when I get bored, like if I get bored on my day, I'll, I'll just go walk around the mall just to look at stuff. I don't even need to buy stuff. I just look at stuff. It's just interesting. Looking at people, watch people watching you know, mm-hmm. go down to the strip and watch these people on the strip. It, it, it's, you know, anything, anything besides being trapped in a car with focused on, oh, I got to make $5. I got to make $5. You know, $5 might not be there next time if something happens to you because you allowed your health to go bad and you didn't get out there and do something with your life. Man. Nobody wants to work 50, 60 years and then be able to enjoy, you know, the money they made. You also, start, you also start hallucinating, guys. And if you tell me you don't, you're lying. <laughs> I know. I, I guarantee you there's a gazillion people in this room that do ride share that talk to themselves while they're in their car waiting for deliveries. I, I bet, And I bet you half of them don't even know they're doing it. 
Yeah, I can guarantee you. Because I've, I've caught myself doing it. I'm sitting there <laughs> just, like, so I've caught myself doing it. Well, I'll just be sitting there waiting on orders and some weird shit will come in my mind. I'll just start talking to myself out loud like this, like that. Like, so everybody does it, and I'm sure. So. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, like, I don't know. For me, that that keeps me whole. Like, I got a son that keeps me whole. All, all the things keep me whole. And I make my money and I work hard, but you got to do something fun, guys. I mean, and it, it, and if you're claiming money, most of the things I do, and I know Roy too, like we do them for free. Yeah. And this is a rare situation. Probably a lot of people won't understand is what keeps me understanding that I want to live my life is I almost died twice. But don't you think you'd even still feel that way anyway? I don't know because before I had those incidences, bro, I was hardcore. Like when I caught that one illness, I had three businesses going on. I was working 24 hours a day, breeding animals, doing, you know, aquarium maintenance. I was nonstop. I was nonstop until that day that I realized, man, I, I, got, I got to do a little less. That's when I got uh, my, that's when I, cause I lost my businesses. Uh, long story. Um, I got a W-2 and I was working normal. And even my W-2, I would sign up for overtime. I want to work overtime. I want to work overtime. So I was in that mindset. And then then when I lost my job and I was like homeless, I'm like, fuck, man, it, you know, something's got to change. And so that changed my mindset a lot to where, okay, this is where Roy has to start from scratch 100% and he's going to do things differently. And then when I had that incident with the, the, the blood clots, that was that was the end for me. I'm like, I'm not going to be killing myself. I'm going to go out and enjoy life because, fuck, I could have died right there on Jimmy John's floor. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I that's when I decided that any job I get, I do not work weekends. I take my weekends off. Um, to go enjoy life because I know how I've been that close. So, and like yeah. I said, a lot of people don't understand that, and unfortunately, some people will learn that the hard way when they're in the hospital because they're fucked up and then they realize, wow, dude, I spent the last 35 years not enjoying life, not getting to see nature, not getting to go walk in a park and, uh, you know, shit like that. Dude. They'll learn that and, and, and if you're younger than Roy and I, don't think, don't think we're just being old either. <laughs> it's called wisdom. You guys, yeah, cause like uh, you ain't young yeah. forever. Yeah. That, that clock has no age on it. That could be a 25 year old <laughs> or it could be a 60 year old. So, and that, yeah i mean ex exactly dude what if i mean what if what if what if you know you were shot by somebody and you didn't even do anything tomorrow did did yeah. you do something fun this month yeah exactly the last thing I mean, you want to do maybe maybe for last... you fun is a movie go to a movie yeah. go do something and you got those people you got those people say well work is fun to me well if work is well, there's tons to of hours work. to work, though. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's tons of hours to work, and then there's still time to do if, other things. If you, if you get fun out of work, then... I, but I, if you I, find I, yourself I, taking a hike or something like this, and yeah. it's and it's supposed to be decompressing you, and all you're thinking about is work, and you end your hike quick, and you're something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. You need to soul search exactly. a little more. Exactly. It's an addiction like anything else. And uh, unfortunately, society is preaching that nowadays, too, that you got to do this, you got to have this, you got to do that. Well, a lot of people end up in the grave early trying to do what society wants them to do. And 
I, I'm totally opposite. I'm not going to do what society tells me to do. I'm going to do what's best for me and enjoy my life. Because at yeah, the end what, of the day, I'm, I'm whether I go upstairs or downstairs, if, if you believe in that shit, I'm the one that has to pay that price. So I'm I'm willing to make those those that conscious decision to I'm going to live my life and I'm going to do it as long as I do it legally, and <laughs> we're fine. As long as I'm doing it legally, we're fine. So yeah. So. Uh... Yeah, I would. I have a taser. Yeah, um, I don't know what it would do for a pit bull. Also, be careful of dogs, dude. Most of them are nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. pit bulls but, got uh, a bad rap but, a couple but, decades but ago, pepper, but but pepper spray will do uh, do a dog just as fine as a taser will. Dogs don't like being sprayed in the face any more than a person does. And again, but again, if you have pepper spray and you haven't used it, wow. <laughs> In fact, when this stream ends, go outside and like stand downwind and spray it. Make sure you, because what if it doesn't even work? Yeah. What if you bought some cheap one and it doesn't do anything? Yeah, that's the thing. They put it on their keychain and they forget about it. And that shit might be three or four years old sitting on your keychain. They do have expiration dates on them, just so people know. They do expire. So, you know, you might have this pepper spray on your keychain for the last four years because you never had to use it. It just sits there. And then when you do need it, guess what? Nothing comes out, you know? So, so Blaze had a good comment. I just nice want to say, oh, let's see. I just want to say, Roy, it's good to see you feel strong in Among Us. And Hulk smash. I think I know, I know I do get a lot of shit because I do dog gig work a lot because like I said, I've lived that life. I still do gig work. I, people know I still do DoorDash, not as much as I used to, but I still do it. But I do care about you guys. So I might come off as the asshole to everybody, but I do care. Or I wouldn't even be sitting here right now with Steve talking about it. Yeah. I could just go about my life and know that hey, something happens to me, I'm prepared. I could care. Yeah. I could sit here and say I I don't care less about these people, Steve. If they don't care about themselves, why should I? But actually, yeah. I'm here because I do care, and I, you know. So I mean, I think I saw a few people in the. Oh, I didn't think of that, or oh, oh, that's a good idea. Not necessarily yeah. immune, but like they were taking ideas today. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if it's even opening your mind to putting a safe, even if it just gets you to put a, go out and buy a 1999 uh, first aid kit. Step yeah, one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And if I didn't care about you guys, I wouldn't be on here for two hours talking about yeah. something that will possibly help hopefully save your life and do whatever, you know. So. Yeah, but see, the, see before, <laughs> if you don't use it, though, you won't know how to use it. Yeah. So yeah, you, well, you, you go figure well, it out. That, I mean. Yeah. Well, that's my thing. I think that's red. I'm going to say red. That's the thing with pepper spray. You got to be the one thing, especially if you're a rideshare driver. You're in an enclosed environment. You're, you're gonna, you're just gonna have to pray that when you do bust it, you're gonna have to deal with it. You know, you're gonna have to deal with getting it in your eyes because you're gonna be probably just as bad as the guy that's in the backseat coughing and hacking. You're gonna be doing the same thing. But guess what? That gives you the opportunity. Even when you're coughing and hacking, you get to open that door and run away. So that gives you that that. 30 extra seconds that, hey, I might be coughing and gagging, but guess what? I can run away and hopefully he doesn't kill me, you know? So yeah. I'd rather be gagging and running away than sitting in my car seat dead, you know? So, yeah. And if, and if you don't, if you're thinking, dude, there's no way, at least have a plan to run into something. I swear it's mine. I'm and yes, out, I, I've seen since out. I say things like, no, I don't doubt it. I can do it. 
one hundred. No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. That I think that's <laughs> one thing we agreed on. Roy, what would you do um, if I was on the freeway? You said that. That was that one question you gave me. What if you were on the freeway? I said I'd run dead ass into the barrier. I would do <laughs> yeah. That. And you said because at that thing, point. Yeah? Yeah, the airbags deploy. Everybody's going to be a little out of it. They're not going to shoot you at that point. They're going to yeah. just want to get the hell out of there. Chances are you hit hit some uh, tree head on. They're flying through the windshield anyways. They ain't wearing a seatbelt. They're mm-hmm. they're already in a bad position. And once again, just don't put them in here. Put them directly behind you. Also, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, just be safe, guys. Yeah. Think outside. Think outside of the box. Get some fresh air. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah, thanks it Roy. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt <laughs> to sit at home every once in a while and think okay i do this for a living what's what can happen to me okay if i was stuck here what could i do what do i have at my disposal if i'm stuck here stuck there you know just it's, it's, that's the kind of shit i sit around and think about i know it sounds like some people might oh well, that sounds morbid to always think of bad stuff like that but that's what's gonna at the end of the day when that bad thing happens that's what's gonna save me Look, I'm not being a doomsday prepper, but I have MSR fuel. I have a little <laughs> tiny stove with this, with this, uh, thing. And this, and this is, this is in my day pack. You know, yeah. I have dry, yeah. I have dry food, dehydrated food. Yeah. You're like, as bad as me because I have, MREs. <laughs> I, I have broken, I have MREs. Mine are MREs. I have MREs in mine. So I have like full five days worth of MRE in mine. stuff. So yeah, I'm the same way, dude. You're good. But I mean, like, so is that going too far? Not, not for me because I'm in the back country. And in fact, I, it's not even like I'm screwed. I need to use it. I use it sometimes just because I'm in the back country. And you know, and I'm going to, and I use this every time we have one of these safety things. I use this as an example. There was that really bad blizzard. I think it was either Wisconsin or Michigan where the people were stuck on the freeway in the snow for two days and people were complaining that they didn't have water or people were out there walking around giving out water because people didn't have water in their car. And this goes to show you how people don't think. You are surrounded by water. It's sitting right next to your car in the form of snow that you're stuck in. So that just goes to show you how people don't think like that. Like there's snow sitting right there next to you. That is an endless supply of water. But people were like, I didn't have no water to drink. I didn't, and they were out handing out water. Like, you're surrounded by water. So it's just simple stuff like that that people can think about. Like It's like you out in the wilderness. If you run out of bottled water, you're in the snow. You have water at your... Well, I also have people, a... Yeah. I, and it, again, it's 35 bucks, guys. Not expensive, but I have a pure pump. Yeah, so I can go to exactly. any river and get that E. coli exactly. and all that crap out of it. Exactly. Purification. So I can, I can drink that water. Like yeah. It's a, lot, it's, a, a, a $20 life straw. That's all you need. That's yeah, 100, I mean, that's, that's, 100, that's cleaner than my water, water here. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's cleaner than the water we have at our house. Yeah. <laughs> if but I see, use the pure. But what's <laughs> good about you is you guys have rivers and streams. Yeah. Here, I here it's different because I have to truck the water in with me. So it's yeah. added weight. You know, it's added weight. But is it weight, the weight worth? Is it worth carrying the weight to live? Fuck yeah, it is to me. Because Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it is. It's it's worth it to me because I know I have three, four days of water I can, you know, that I can survive, hopefully, till somebody comes and saves me. So that's what so I, I have. I have six two gallon, like they're accordions. Oh, nice. And you nice. can you can shove them down to nothing. So they're like they look like waffles. 
yeah. and I've got six of them, but you can string them out to, and then I can nice. pump those full. And then I got 12, yeah. you know I mean? Like, no, and that's no what's good, like living in your kind of area. Cause you guys do have the rivers and streams desert. It's a total different survival in a desert versus where you guys are in the wilderness. So Steve is probably, if you look at his bag, his bag, it probably has a lot of the same, but my, and mine has, but we have a little bit of difference how we would deploy it because I'm in the desert and he's in the wilderness type situation. So, yeah. And that, you know, and then, you know what, you guys are on YouTube watching gig workers all day long, doing ride alongs and talking about pickup delivery, accept decline. Feel free to look up YouTube, how, how to possibly save your life. If you're stuck in the wilderness, million videos on that. Million yeah, videos on you don't need to go down the doomsday prepper hole. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can just look up something as simple, simple as something as a little car, uh, a simple car kit. You could look that up on YouTube. If you got the time to sit and watch and all these gig tubers repeat the same information every day for like the last year, you can watch a few videos on how to possibly save yourself. So yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, I mean, again, guys, I, I truly believe this, believe this, believe this. Get out and do something fun. Pick a day to take off work, something. Yeah. And and I know, I know everybody's, I know the apps are down. I know everybody's making a little less right now, but I do it. I have a son. I, and I raise him my, on my own. I'm a solo dad and I still make that happen. But, but really, at the end of the day, Steve, that's not an excuse. Because at the end of the day, all these gig workers know their markets. They should know their market well enough that they don't, like you said, Tuesdays suck. So guess what? I take Tuesdays off because they suck. So why sit in your car for 12 hours a day knowing the day sucks, you're going to be miserable, and you're only going to make $50? When you can it's make, like, it's when like lottery. You, They're hoping on yeah, that exactly. one, man. They're yeah, hoping exactly. on that when, one. When, so, so when you know that, hey, guess what? Saturdays are really good if i hang out another extra hour two hours on a saturday i can make the 50 bucks i would have made sitting in my car for eight hours on tuesday take fucking tuesday off there's your day off you know this they should all know this by now that this day sucks why would you want to sit in your car for eight hours miserable hoping you're going to make this money it's when you can honestly even if that's the case let's say tuesday sucks i don't want to work tuesdays fine you can stretch out a two maybe an hour and a half every other day of the week to make up for the money you would have made on that tuesday while you're out having fun on tuesday so there's no excuse people people choose to use that as an excuse i need i need i need well if you're if so i don't i don't, I don't believe in that mindset that i gotta do it i gotta do it well if you gotta do it that bad steve they need to reevaluate their life and re, re, redo something else in their life that you need to sit in your car eight hours a day when you know you're not going to make jack shit. Yeah, you, then you, there, there's something else you need to reevaluate, you know? I mean, that's that's my point. Like, when I had this pivot, I pivoted to getting up at 4.30. That was a big change for me, guys. I come from the bar industry, and that was my bedtime before. So, I mean, it's been years of apart from that, but getting up at four 30 is not easy and be, getting into the shower and out the door at five. It's tough Yeah, it to is. move thousands of pounds of paint too. Like I'm not just delivering food, you know? And I, yeah, I mean, people pointed out, I get paid pretty well, but I work 5 a.m. to noon. Yeah. I mean, that's a, just a different world than most people. Most people are getting up and around around 10, 11. Yeah. 
exactly. and starting and then they work 12 hour days and I, you know, yeah. So I, I feel like I've just, you know, I pivot to make it work, but um, exactly. yeah, without, without downtown, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I got to at least address before we leave. We got to see Flex's comment here, but you all know these, but you all know these opportunities are all random. You never know what's going to come to your phone at any time, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If, if that's, if that's the way you want to live life, worrying about, Oh, I might miss out on a big order on a Tuesday when the rest of the day sucks. Or if that, if that, that's, then you're, then you're living by the apps. You're not living your life. You're living what the app wants you to live. And that, that's, that's a horrible mindset. I don't care. I don't care if I'm, if I know Tuesdays are slow and I take Tuesdays off, I don't give a shit if there's a hundred catering orders. I don't care. Why would I care about that? You know? That's what I was going to say. If I, if I, if I came back to town, Tony lives in my market driven dead. Perfect example. If I come back to town and I went on a Tuesday and uh, he's on curry now. So perfect example. If I come, if I go up to go snowboarding and I come back and he's like, Oh man, you missed a hell of a day. I'd be like, you missed a hell of a day. (laughs) I wouldn't even even blink about it. Yeah. And even if you, even if you look at it as it's random, we've all been doing the gig work long enough we know that we can make so much money in a day we already know this yes you may have some weeks where they're a little bit less some weeks there are more that make up for the weeks that are less so it's all a balancing act it's all a balancing act but if you're but if you're worried about i might miss a day of good work because it's a random thing on my phone yeah then you're living by what you're you're living with you're you're you've attached your life to an app and a phone you haven't attached your life to actually living a life. So I don't know if that made sense or not, but yeah. No, even when that... I go, when I go do my stuff, one of the biggest perks is just getting away from my phone. Yes. It's in my backpack, but I'm not holding it and touching exactly. it. And, exactly. Like, you know, I'm I check, I check I'm in out, on it eight hours later. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm out. Yeah. Same thing. When I'm out in the mines, the last thing is I, I give a shit about my phone. I, I'll yeah. wait till I get home to look at all my missed messages, all my emails, or watching YouTube videos. When I'm out there, I'm concentrating on enjoying my hike, making sure my partner's safe when we're out there, making sure I'm safe while we're out there. That's my concern. I, I could care less about what's on the app if I'm going to get a random catering order, or I could care less. My phone, like you said, my phone's in my pocket, out of sight, out of mind. So, yeah. So, I don't... But fle- flex. That's the point, man. See, if you... If I, we, I think right before you came in, we were talking about that. I got to say like, dude, if I go hiking and I find myself turning back from that hike early because a DoorDash order came in, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, li- you're, you're, le- you're letting your phone, you're, you're. Not that you're doing anything you're... wrong, Flex. I'm just pointing out something. Yeah. Right? We're not, we're not saying you're bad. If that's what makes you happy, makes you happy. But at that point you're not dictating your life you're allowing your phone to dictate your life and phone does not dictate my life i don't you know so that that's that's what you're allowing you're allowing the phone to dictate your life you're not dictating it so i i see some of the things you're saying like having duh it's going to filter out things and only show you what you want but i'm I'm talking about taking a day off like unplug yeah Yeah, we're not we're not (laughs) saying you're we're nobody in here is saying you're crazy or you guys can't work seven days a week if you want to. If that's how you choose to live your life, that's fine. We're just giving you examples of why we have chosen not to live that seven days a week life. Uh, like I said, I almost lost my life twice. 
Um, Steve has a son that he wants to take care of. He needs to rewind to take his son out and do enjoyable things with his son. We all have a reason why we do what we do. If your reason is you want to sit at home and watch your phone and wait for the big catering order, more power to you. I'm not telling anybody they should do that. We're just giving you an example of why we choose not to do it and why we think you should not do it. Like, you know, like I said, I care about everybody and that includes mental health, physical health. It doesn't matter to me. I just want to see healthy people live a great life. That's why when you come on my live streams, you guys do all the time. I ask you, what do you have going on in your life? I don't want to hear about your work. Tell me what's going on in your life. Did you go to anywhere? Did you go spend some couple days off? Did you go have some fun? That's what I care about on my live streams. That's why I ask everybody that. If it turns into work talk, well, then I can do about that. Yeah. So, but see, this is this is something with age too, Flex. Like, and times. I mean, like, you need to take. I'm not saying go on a vacation. You could have a staycation at home. <laughs> take two or three days off, where literally, you know, just unplug everything, cook some food. I know you are you're big on food as it is, but do something. I just not taking vacation. Okay, then well, that, that, that's your your choice, Flex. No, you can. You don't have to do those things. I just don't we want to see you burn yourself out, Flex. That's we, my we, point. we all. Like I said, everybody has their reason for what they do, and then that's what you want to do. More power to you. More power to you. No, I'm not. I'm not getting mad. I, in fact, we talked about. Um, if you if you got to work, you got to work. We get. I get that. Who's getting mad at people that choose to work? Nobody's getting mad at them. Nobody's getting mad at them. As people that have worked, I'm what, 51 years old? As somebody who's worked his whole life, um, I see the benefits of having some time off, going out and enjoying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm the, also the, 51, in case you guys don't know. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, you you got two older guys here you know, who have lit, worked their whole life explaining to you why it's important to go live your life you know to go have fun go experience the world experience the world outside a car you know like you said go sit in the park watch the birds watch the buy a motorcycle yeah, well don't do that because some people are scared. Well, that's scary. i mean whatever you like yeah. if you want a yeah. motorcycle buy a motorcycle you gotta go for it just make sure you get trained on that because that's yeah no but like motocross whatever that Whatever yeah, you might anything. like, I'm not. I'm not against it because I'm an outdoor enthusiast, so I don't yeah, care. Right? I think go buy a little ATV and run around the forest in it. Who's Look, if you're going to work seven forest? days a week and be hallucinating yeah. and trip down a stairwell while doing gig work, I'd rather break my collarbone on an ATV. So <laughs> I, I know I, I I know I separated my shoulder in a motorcycle. Yeah, I separated my shoulder in a motorcycle accident. So. I separated. I've had four accidents on my motorcycle. Yeah, but I mean, like, whatever. I mean, like, I don't live in New Jersey. Is my point? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're. What <laughs> I you... live in just as bad. I live in Vegas, so you know how people drive out this shit, So. Yeah, but you got th- you still got things to do around Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Time, like outside of the city. So. Exactly. But anyway, guys, we've now been over two hours. So thanks, Roy. Um, yeah. Not a problem. Thanks everybody for joining us. And uh please, yeah. you know, do something, man. And if you uh what can I do for you? I don't know. I can cash app you like five. Well, no. <laughs> I'll I'll do a giveaway. If you guys email me a picture of what's in your trunk, don't stage it. Just go outside right now. Open your trunk, take a picture. 
if you send that picture to me like Thursday night, I'll do a $25 giveaway of all the people who sent them in. Yeah. And that's funny. I just did a giveaway on one of my lives not too long ago for a little, a little, yeah, I saw it. A a little bag. So you could, you know, pack it with your little safety gear and keep it in your car and do whatever you want with it. So yeah, I I like doing that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just interested to see what's, what all's in your trunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, like uh, jumper cables that are, you don't yeah. have four, you have three. Like, well, where's the fourth prong? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Like, have you, I mean, is there cobwebs on them? Yeah, right. Do they work? I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, if you're feeling ballsy, send me a picture. We'll do something. <laughs> All right, but, well, uh, I appreciate everybody coming in. Yeah, that said, guys, I'm going to go get outside for a while today. So. Yeah, I got to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> it's all good. Later, guys. Thanks for having me, Steve. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Have a good one.